Welcome to the No Practice Podcast, where we cover the only sport in the world where there is no practice. With your mini rod driving host, Adam Kester, Tyler Slaw, and Chase Richardson. Strap in for some debates on the world of pulling, exclusive special guests, and a whole lot of nonsense BS. The No Practice Podcast starts now. Now. All right, episode three, here we go. First two episodes, over 10,000 views on Facebook Live, thousands of downloads over Spotify and other podcast platforms. This train is on the rails, and it is in a beeline. It is moving, and it's got a full head of steam, boys. It is good to be back. How are we doing tonight? Awesome. Uh, I think I heard 10,000. It's more like 20,000, uh, Mr. Intro Man, but... I know you're still you're still you're 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 still in recovering over the funeral of your pulling tractors. So yeah, I give you another uh, I give you another week or two, and then we'll 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 do credible. I think we're at twenty five thousand total. Yeah, well, yeah. I know you're going through a lot. I know I know I know you're going through a lot. Chase got my tractor outlawed. Uh, I'll forever hate him for that (laughs) till the day I die. So. uh, you must That's be a, I mean. you a tire guy. You're a tire guy too, huh? Yeah. No, I'm not a tire guy. I'm not a tire mm. guy at all. I'm not a two wheel drive guy, Chase, like you are. <laughs> and uh, our beloved Adam Custer up there as How's well. How's it going, guys? Doing good. It's been Doing one good. hell of a couple of weeks here. I'm ready to get back on the, on the road here again. See what we can stir up this week. Yes, I very. We made it to, we made it to week three, and we've yet to had technical difficulties. I mean, can we get a cheers <laughs> to that right now? I mean, that's a cheers in itself. Hey, man. Uh, I'd say that we're we're doomed at any time for technical difficulty. But shout out to our backstage producer, the city slicker himself, Mr. OJ. Um, Keeping us rolling. Not, Adam, Tyler, myself do not really do much of this show. He kind of does it all. We just get on here and uh, do everything with no practice. That's, That's right. right. We just just like this show, no practice. It's built for radio. That's right. And, and, we, and just uh, in, and just in case anyone, someone. Tune in for the first time on YouTube again. We're in the thousands of views. This thing's going. I expect we're right at two thousand downloads. I think they said on uh, the podcast. I think it's a goal. Of maybe we can grow this a thousand every every episode because we're right at two. So maybe next time it's three thousand. But subscribe the, and review. Give us some uh, reviews. reviews. Five star ratings, like please. And we haven't even really started marketing yet. Imagine when there's marketing involved. But the uh, the the good news about not marketing is that there's less people that know how stupid we are publicly. At least me. So right, we'll just okay. maybe just do it, do it the organic way. We're figuring out so, more and more every day how bad we are at this. But um, we're trying like hell. Give us a little time. We got uh, we got some good things coming on this episode, I'm sure. Tyler, can you uh, I mean, throw us in maybe on who our guests are this week? This this episode, as you guys have seen on Facebook, we are bringing in the powerhouse family of Team Shelton Motorsports, the trio. That's right, Stan, big, big Reese, moves. and Grayson, coming off a race in uh, Vegas where their stable mate, stable mate uh, Kevin Rivenbark, went all the way to the finals. 
it was uh it was a good race it was fun to watch and, and, and for those that don't people probably don't know this you know stan's the visible guy you know like all of us we have a dad who started something stan's that guy with with those guys but reese is is the tutor of that car uh which i bet a lot of people don't know so we we'll, can't wait to tell reese how good he is at tuning drag cars but tell him that he's still not a good tractor pulling tuner when he gets on that's here. right <laughs> no in all seriousness uh, yeah, I mean a little insight into the re into the Shelton family. If anybody didn't know, they are from North Carolina. Uh, it's a great family. I mean, the whole family when they come to an event, they they have an entourage that comes out with them, and and they make it a. Um, they're very competitive. They want to do good. They have very good looking equipment. They've been across numerous classes in pulling. Uh, they are starting to branch out into the drag racing, and we're going to try to get some of their ideas, maybe what they think um, about, you know, what, what some of the differences between the two sports has been and uh, kind of maybe how we can reel them back in with asking why, uh, you know, they're afraid to bring some of their mini rods to some of these pools anymore. So <laughs> it's easy. Hey, for those of you who don't know, Adam loves talking shit when the guy's not on the microphone in front of us. So That's right. Adam's That's already right. talking. He, he won't do anything when Reese and Grayson pop up though. No, I'll be right. I, I told them this year they were at uh they were at Fort or I think we were at Chapel Hill or one of those one of those pools and we got done doing something and like oh it was like eleven o'clock I go oh, I gotta go to bed and I'm like yeah I remember the first time I started drinking too I had to run down <laughs> again, there again for trailer. those of you first tuning in Ad, Adam's really tall when it's just three whenever the Sheltons pop on he'll uh he'll go dormant just like pulling season but love you Adam um. And yep. for the one that does it, for everyone that's not aware too, um, lots of what our, our live numbers are already higher than they've ever been uh, at this point of the show. We're going to have segments in the show where you'll ask, you can ask the Shelton's questions, and then at the end, ask us questions. Uh, Tyler's going to get into what's next and, and so forth. But we love the fan interaction. This is all about fans. It's all about building, growing, and building the greatest motorsport in the world and the only sport in the world where there is no practice. And for those of you that don't know about that or think you might know a sport where there is there is no practice, please write us a letter, send us an email, DM us, know that a sport exists where there is no practice. So Tyler, yeah. keep it rolling. I'm sorry. You see down here, you yeah, see it down yeah. here at the bottom says, don't forget about yeah. Camille Shelton. That's right. But see, Chase is a I sexist, so he doesn't really pay attention to the women. He just wanted to talk to the guys. <laughs> I just wanted to say I didn't forget about Camille. How could I? But yeah, uh, we're Camille. I'm sorry, I forgot. Camille yeah. won't be joining Cam us. But yes, there we is can't. We can't talk. We can't. We can't talk shit. Me and you, Tyler, can't talk shit to to Camille because she's better than Reese and Grayson. And top, Adam won't talk shit to any of them to their face. He'll Chase didn't want any air. more people on the screen because it takes away from his from uh, from what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That face. Keep yep. it going. Right. Keep it going. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into our uh, to our weighing in segment uh, where we're gonna we're gonna cover a topic. And then and then what else we have later in later on the show too, right? Well, yes. The the, the full rundown. We're gonna do our weighing in of as always. We're gonna touch in with uh, Mr. Rick Rantz himself, uh, and then we're gonna bring on Team Shelton Motorsports. Uh, as always, we try to do a local establishment spotlight. We are going to extend the invitation to the Sheltons to offer up their own establishment feature. I've kind of got one in mind. I might try to uh, hint them towards picking that I've had a good time at them with. Um, and then we're going to uh, close out from there. And, awesome. and I think it's always good. I think it's always good to talk about, too, you know, because it's just like sitting in the back of the trailer 
as we like to reference it and talk with our friends. But I think it's always good to say, like, hey, man, what have you guys been doing the last couple of weeks? Like, Tyler, how's your rebuild going? Like, have you, do, do, have you moved the seat back yet? Hey, Adam, saw on Facebook, uh, for those of you that didn't tune in last week, uh, Duck Book, as Adam Bauer calls it, with that, with with uh, the DNF swap. Uh, I saw, I saw, I saw on Duck Book that last week, last Saturday, maybe you had a Halloween party, and just wanted to say, me and Ty really appreciate you inviting you inviting us to yeah, your Halloween party. So it looked like a lot hey, of fun. You but, know what? I didn't send yeah. out oh, the yeah. invitations. Oh, yeah. My wife did. Look at the beautiful Morticia. I'm Gomez Adams, and that is Pubert. <laughs> what is that? Take take us take us through what this is right here. Outside of a, a gr- that, outside of a, a a a wife that doesn't send invitations as you put her out there, what do you call this picture? That is the Adams family dressed as Adams family, or should I say, yeah, Adams it's family Adams family dressed, dressed as, the, as Adams the Adams family. Okay, you said it's my beautiful wife, Jamie. Is Morticia. I am Gomez Adams. I've, I'm missing the stogie. I had a stogie, but I forgot to put it up there. And then I don't know. we got you, the little baby like pubert. You look like a young Hitler that forgot to shave the outsides there. <laughs> yeah, easy on the Hitler there. Um, we tried to uh, – I, I wanted to color his hair really dark, but Jamie doesn't think that a, a, a one-year-old needs to be having stuff put in his hair. So um, – it was a good time. Lessons from Adam Kesser. Always blame everything on your wife when she's not here. Yeah, I'm learning. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, hey, yeah. for for two people that are not married, and I guess are not going to be getting married anytime soon, as way it sees, um, you're allowed to blame stuff on each other. I'm sure she blames stuff on me constantly. So it's okay. It's okay. We had a good time. Drank way too much. Um, uh, had a lot of friends over. The weather sucked. I don't know what you guys, but the weather sucked this past weekend. It was cold, rainy, yeah. nasty. So um, yeah, we'd love to been there. Tyler's probably got snow it. on the ground again yeah. already up there. Yeah, we'd we love to been there in person to experience it. Thanks for the invite again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm secretly just Tyler. What's, been, Tyler, what's been going on in your world, dude? I mean, after seeing that picture, I'm jealous that Adam can just grow a mustache and then just shave it off like it ain't no thing. Um, I'm stuck right. over here looking right. Amish. It's really not fair. Yeah, I would have cherished that thing. No, but seriously, did you, you, know, dre- did you dress up for Halloween? What's that? Did you dress up for Halloween? No, I'm not big into trick or treating these days, Adam. I don't judge you for doing it, but no, no, I'm no. Into- when you have kids, you have to start doing this stuff again. So I was just curious. You know, do you did you dress up at a party this past weekend? You know, if, did you put on some women's clothes? I don't know. Is that maybe Chase is into putting in women's clothes. I don't know what he's doing, but did you not dress up for Halloween? No Halloween parties. Chase, did you get in any women's clothes this weekend? Always remember, I always remember fans. You can ask any question on this show to me and Tyler. Uh, originally when we agreed to do this, you could ask Adam anything, but last week, we asked Adam who bought his new or bought one of his mini rods that he sold. He was not of uh, liberty to say so. No, filter your question. Guy... No, 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 no. Filter your filter your questions to Adam, but ask me and Tyler and the Shelton's anything you want. Uh, I think we should move the show forward, but let Adam speak if he wants to speak. What'd you say? I was just gonna say when the guy requests that I don't say anything because he doesn't want anybody to know that he bought it, you kinda gotta you gotta yeah. do that for the guy, you know. Totally whatever. get it, totally get it. Yeah, just make sure the disclaimer's out there that we cannot ask you anything. 
Uh, right. maybe it's like when Chase gets rules made in, in NTPA, he does not talk to anybody in the polling world about it. He just makes them happen and listens to them, us yeah. bitch about it. And then he's like, oh, it's all about safety. It's all about safety. Yeah. I'm the rules maker. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, Adam. Well, <laughs> I think that, we speaking, of rules, speaking of rules, let's uh, weigh in. Well, let's weigh in on this topic. Yeah, that's something we can ask you about, right? Sure. <laughs> you might actually get an answer. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. Roll. So we're going to the, are we going to the weighing in? We're going to the weighing in session now. Yes, sir. We're weighing in. All right. Very good. Very good. Weighing in. So what is the weigh in on this week, boys? Is it we're going to weigh in with the new point system that Chase keeps ranting about for the past two weeks? We figure we're going to going to hammer this segment until there's nothing else to talk about it. Then we can move on to something else. So obviously what Chase is talking about when he talks about this, uh, you know, some of these polls that we have to go through throughout the year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, maybe the numbers aren't very big. We have a few numbers of vehicles. And then as we start getting later in the year and some of the events start getting bigger and bigger, you get more and more vehicles to show up. Well, through the, through the years, people have always complained that by the time you really get into the championship hunt, you get into events like uh, Bowling Green and places like that, and the classes are so big that it affects the people that are running for points. Now, coming from a puller with a class that used to have a, a pretty low amount of vehicles in a class, and now we're ramping up to almost 40 vehicles in the class, do you worry about the points or not? So what they've implemented is that they're going to start running in, in classes with more than 25 competitors. And what's weird to me is it's only after Chapel Hill. So it's not even like Toma or anything before that has anything to do with it. Any, any event after uh, Chapel Hill that has 25 or more competitors in certain classes, they're going to run the points competitors together. Now, I think that's really messed up that they're doing that, yes, but it also affects our point system, which Chase, you're not a fan of our points system. What do you, what do you think that we need to do with the point system? Or what don't you well, like about it? Yeah, I wish uh, the label you all gave me about be able to make whatever rule I want. This would be the first rule that got changed if I had control of the rule book. So just to be fully clear, I right. have no control of anything rule book re related. And if I did, this would be changed. You know, there's, I, I made this point last week and I can, I've always made this point to you guys and our friends off the record, or I'll say off the record, like a normal conversation, but it's, the more I think about it, this is a real topic, but, you know, we know how us and, and the goal of this whole show is to enlighten the rest of the world of how great of a motorsport this is. It's it's the greatest motorsport in the world, and it's the only sport in the world, no practice. Like, that's the tagline. That's that's all true. It sounds good. But we could also add the tagline, we have the dumbest pansy-ass rules with the greatest motorsport in the world, too. Um, and I don't mean that. Hard, like I, I mean that as to follow the point be. system. It's hard to follow well, the yeah, point yeah. system. Well, I just put it like this, you know, a motorsports fan, you know, if you love NASCAR, if you love NHRA racing or whatever motorsport, we have the most complicated point system. And this is just not a one organization thing. One organization, you know, there's three premier organizations. We all know who those are. Um, but when you look at those collectively, our, for one, they all have different point system, which is okay. Like, they don't have to be the same, but it is the most confusing shit you can ever explain to anyone in the world. Like, 
in the world. We probably have some drag. Try to explain it right now for anybody that don't know. What is it? You get there's a you get 15 points for hooking to the the honestly, Adam. We need a bit. We need to build. Honestly, we need to build a Wikipedia page for for tractor pulling (laughs) points because it's so freaking hard to explain. Uh, when we have these outsider people, like we'll have some drag racing fans watching tonight, uh, tuning in for the first time, and we all have friends that we explain pulling to, rather than us go into a rabbit hole of explaining to it, let's just get a Wikipedia page say, hey, look, this is a great motorsport, but let's just, here, here's this Wikipedia link, because I can't explain this shit to you. Uh, I, I think r- remove all that, because, again, we this is, this is I got on a little tangent there, but, like, there's two there's two cups here. There's the competitive hobby cup, which is all good. It's like uh, going playing in golf with your buddies on a weekend. And there's a competitive entertainment cup, which I know right now, presently in the world we're in and pulling, we all do this as a hobby, but most everyone wants to grow this sport and make the sport better. Uh, so I think the only way to make it better is to become things, view things through an entertainer, entertainer lens. So rather than having all this dumbass shit, I know I need to get off the mic here for a second, but Rather than having all these dumbass rules and, and these like asterisks of how shit works, just open the damn thing up. Like if you show up to a pool, I don't care if you got this slice and that slice and per hook, you get points. If you win the thing, you're first place points. If you're second, you get second. If you if you're the first place in the points guy and you get twentieth out of twenty five, you get bad points. I don't give a shit who's there. Like I, that sounds a little cruel and hardcore probably, but it's just reality in my opinion that. You know, to to make this an sport grow from an entertainment, competitive entertainment perspective, eliminate it all. It's really simple. You get first, you get first place points. Well, so I think, I'm done I talking think that's, what, I, I think that's the reason why, like, tangents. I think that's why NASCAR and, and NHRA probably in, implemented the, you know, the countdowns to the championship and, and, you know, narrowing it down, trying to keep people's attention that, hey, we have a, a championship coming up here. And, you know, these are the guys that you need to pay attention to. I agree that the point system is pretty confusing. You know, I don't know, Tyler, we, we run NTPA and PPL. NTPA does it one way. They do a 30-point system. You get 15 points for hooking. You also get from first place to 15th place. First place gets 15 points, 14, 13, all the way down to one. Now, in PPL, it's the same concept – you still get hook points, but the point system's done by two twos, correct? Yeah, I believe you get fifty for a first, forty-eight for a second, and you know, twenty-five of that fifty or forty-eight, you know, is just for showing up. So I mean, the, the numerical value changes, but the concept is the same. Um, yeah, but what I really do you, what do you think? With, uh, I agree what, with Tim Pythick that you know this new rule structure is kind of just favoring the guys that run everything. I mean, I love the thought of at a Bowling Green when you've got 50 tractors showing up. Can you imagine if your first place guy got last and he straight up got like zero or one points? Like when there's a yeah. ton of competitors there, the stakes would never be higher, which I get. So, that so does that mean that the does that mean that the point system revolves around how many tractors are at the event? Yeah, that means if more people show up, the stakes are higher because if you get last, you know, you just got beat by 49 people, not nine people. And I mean, I think that would make points races exciting as all get out because you could have somebody really running away with it. But if they go to a huge premier event where the numbers are big like Bowling Green and they lay a goose egg and hit the chalk line, 
that guy just got robbed a ton of points and you're going to see stuff shifting around and you're not going to go into the last event of the year where it's like, Oh, well, so-and-so has got a license and so-and-so doesn't. So technically, you know, he's Wikipedia page. This is Wikipedia page reference. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think the higher the stakes, let everybody play, let everybody come be a threat to that person. You know, nothing sucks myself as being like somebody that runs PPL points and you go to an event and they're like, Oh, you've got a grand national license, you know. So, like, oh, you're one, you're one of those guys. You're you're one of those yeah, guys. You got a grand national you, license. You, 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 you must be a good puller if you got a grand national license. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. here to mess everything up. All you got to do is go out there and beat my ass, and I won't even matter. The fact that I roll exactly. in and you say me, you're one of those guys, means like, oh, I might not be able to hang with you. It's like, go kick my ass, and it won't matter. But now with this, and this is a, like, this is another beauty to this too, like doing it this way, and of course. I wish we wrote the rules because this dumb shit would be out the window day one. But the uh, like you, these other motorsports, they try to get fan interest and engagement, all that stuff by doing these countdowns. And NHRA does it, NASCAR does it. I personally think it's as stupid as our point system rules. But like, we don't have to do something like that if we have a platform or a, a, a system where you show up, you get points. You know. Basically, if you want to win a championship, you got to perform well at a, at a for an NTPA circuit. If you don't perform well at Bollinger and Howell, you ain't winning it. If you don't perform well at a Chapel Hill, you ain't winning it. Toma, Fort Recovery, like that's yeah, our playoff system. Just show up and do good. Of we competitors and, and that and it's natural. We don't have to fabricate a narrative like oh the, the countdown. Oh, here comes a countdown. This shit gets serious. No, like th- no, th- it's th- like that all the time. Think, every pull, every pulls a countdown. I think they did that trying to keep keep graphs of you know the the fans from a standpoint like for the majority of the people in the stands if the guy wins the most amount of races of the year he should win the championship not get the shit reset with 10 races to go what what the hell did you just race 30 races for I mean like you guys said you show up at the biggest events you show up at Toma where there's 30 minis or you show up here and there you run good you run bad. Those are the points you get. You don't get shit. You don't get shit for showing up. I mean, either it's a, a one or a, a 50 or whatever the number of the class is. Basically, what your guys are saying is, is that there's 36 tractors in the class. Either we have 36 points or some multiplication of that, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and if any fan has a comment on this, please uh Please chime in. This is obviously our show and our point of view. We can't change rules tomorrow, but you know, we all have good points here, and I think it's all good. But at the end of the day, my point of, and I think all of us have the same common ground. Like polling looks really stupid for how we do points, and I and every time we add these rules, adapting our point system for competitive hobbies, it just the the narrative, the the goal of us growing this sport will not happen. Just to be honest. Right. So, well, I mean, and it would definitely, I mean, it would still keep the organizations split because you're going to run PPL or you're going to run in TPA. You're, you know, I mean, would that, would that be like a, well, it would never work, but I'm just saying if a guy showed up at a few here and there, if they really performed well and some guys really performed bad, if they could still get in the mix, you know, for sure, for well, sure. But I'm going to hear it. Like I said, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'm I'm looking forward to you know Stan and and Reese and Grayson, those guys have have a different perspective and lived it and seen it different than us. 
I'm looking forward to getting their takes on on point system because this is what this is a debate I don't know can ever be solved, but everyone has a viewpoint just like a lot of things. So yeah, we'll, we'll never be sure be to get them involved. We can complain about it. It makes us feel well. We, I just needs to be. I mean, I hope somebody out there is paying attention to this and say, "Hey, you know, maybe we do need to think about restructuring our point system." That's the whole point. It's yep. just to build the conversation. We're not saying that our idea is perfect. Maybe there's something better out there that's a great idea. I mean, I never looked at it through the aspect of what Tyler just proposed. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I really do. So, I mean, that's why we have the conversation about it. I, I don't think you can say, let's grow the sport. Let's make the sport better than expect these other roles to, to go hand in hand with them. Like you got to have one or the other. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this being a competitive hobby, but if you want to grow the sport and get people into it, interested, these dumbass hobby rules, as we'll call them, like that ain't that ain't gonna work. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So while we're on this point segment, now does that mean that I see this uh, message here from Jacob Miller? It says something about having uh, heats and finals. Do you guys think there needs to be at the biggest events? Do you think we need to have qualifiers to make make the Saturday night show like they do at um, uh, Louisville? It'd be fun. It makes it more intense. I mean, the Farm Machinery Show is the biggest, probably the most prestigious pool in the world. I think, you know, unfortunately, they don't have many rods there, but it means a lot to get there because you got to qualify to get, got to qualify to get in there. Then you got to qualify to make it to the finals. Like you get that, you do that. Right. When you win a Farm Show Championship, you've done something. So, you know, the 50th anniversary deal at Bowling Green, Ohio, I think. Was it about as cool of a weekend? Obviously, it was a big weekend for a number of reasons, but I think that could be easily be mimicked again. You know, if the right promoter or whoever wants to do it. Well, sure. I think I think what people need to realize is that nobody wants to sit and watch forty to fifty of any vehicle out there. I don't care what it is. You know, nobody wants right. to sit and watch if they can split it up. And you've got to remember that the viewership needs to have their attention. If I mean, I honestly believe if you stay in that 10, 12, 15 in a class, that's a way more than enough. Could you imagine being the guy having a conversation with a big streaming company called FS1 and trying to explain the point system shit to them and them <laughs> take us serious? I mean, seriously, they they would tell you like, okay, man, go back to go back to the 18th hole and play with your buddies. This ain't this or, ain't making or, TV. Or so. you're trying to make a TV show where there's 49 competitors and you're literally running them through as fast as you can, so you can show as many as you can. And it kills the show. Yeah, I'm glad we sure. all agree on that. At least there's no debate there anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I don't really. I still, I still. You can't only ask Adam certain questions, but I think this is a good time to move on to the next segment because. All right. Well, we're going uh, to move it on. We, to the we, next we agree segment. on something. We're going we're gonna to touch base with our man Rick, who first time ever. Uh, we're going to try. Rick, to Rick's bring ranch. This is Rick. Rick's ranch, right? Rick's ranch. We're going to try Rick's to bring him live. <laughs> Rick's Rants, Rick's Rants, Rick's Rants, Rick's Rants, Rick's Rants, Rick's Rants. You're kidding me. <laughs> Rick, how are we doing tonight? That is ridiculous. Did you like that little little piece there? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. That was funny. All right, Rick. Rick, last time we talked to you, you were fixing a sewer line or not being a man and paying someone to fix your sewer line. Did you get your sewer line fixed? What are we doing tonight? Yeah, I got the crap main. fixed. It was a water main. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you're doing better. What are you up to now tonight? 
I uh, just got done, well, just completed uh, fixing a truck and a trailer so Chase could uh, drive over to you all and see you guys uh, here soon on tomorrow night. Good to hear. Good to hear. Did you have a good holiday weekend, Rick? I had a great holiday weekend. I'm Did retired. Did you dress up as anything for uh, Halloween? Yeah, myself. You didn't so, do any cross-dressing or anything like that? Nah, no, I'm not one of those. No. Chase. What you, Chase might be, but not me. Rick, we don't yeah. talk about politics on this show, FYI. <laughs> We've, this okay. is the second time we brought up Chase cross-dressing, and he's tried to change the subject. I think it's becoming yeah, more I, and more I, of a thing for him. Yeah. Found a Rick, so, so in, all, in, in <laughs> your, your first full summer of tractor pulling, what was the best costume or the craziest thing you saw in person? You know, Halloween's all about acting like you're something you're not. So anything's come to mind that really stuck out to you, the craziest stuff you ever saw this summer? I would say that costumes? one uh, in costumes, I didn't get to see. Or, or, no, costumes. not just anything. What's the craziest thing you saw? How about that? Uh, that one accident that happened in Bowling Green. That uh, that was crazy. Mini that rod. Was, was oh, the mini rod, mini rod wreck. Yeah, the mini rod one. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was crazy. That's why it's that the was, best class in pulling, right, Rick? Yeah, it is. I mean, it was it's a it is the best class in pulling, if you ask me. Right. They're all they're all good classes. I mean, I like them all. I mean, they're they this my first year doing it. I have eighteen pulls under my belt. Woohoo! And uh, I think that. Uh, uh, as a newbie, uh, it's a very inspiring sport, and I, I, I really, I truly like going to them and seeing them. What's the closest Rick. you came to ever punching someone in the face this summer, Rick? Do what? What's the closest you came to punching someone in the face this summer? Was it Chase or a random person? A random. I, I don't hit people anyway. I let them Tell hit me first. It. So. Well. So, you know, so uh, Rick, go ahead. Go ahead, Chase. Go ahead. Rick, Rick, so Halloween just wrapped up. Um, you know, we, we don't script anything on the show, but what is one costume that comes to mind that could be easily portrayed back to the world of truck and tractor pulling? You being candid, Rick, and not being, you know, the gal we all know, what is a costume that if it, it aligns with tractor pulling that you would have on and that you would wear to help promote the sport? Well, uh, a gorilla. A gorilla. No Joe wow. Dirt? A gorilla. gorilla. A what gorilla. That's the costume I'd wear. Rick, can I'm you, being told to ask, you about, to ask you about the guy at the North Carolina State Fair from Jason Schultz. Did you have a bit of a bad interaction there? <clears throat> Which one? There was two of them. Well, there had to be one more eventful. Tell us about the more eventful one. Oh, that was the uh, Jack Bagon that said his uh, father-in-law was blind, and he was he jumped out in the front of uh, the right the white RV, and uh, it was quite a comical moment because when I I stopped because he jumped out in front and wanted me to stop, so his buddies could back up. Well, the uh, young lady that was to my left when I was driving the truck and out on the ground was her daughter. And she, uh, she didn't like, I said, if he's blind, I go, how can he jump out in front of me and basically wave me down? 
who's the CNI, <laughs> who's the CNI dog? And the mother started pointing to her. And I said, so you, you're not, you're not responsible enough to stop your, your, your blind dad from being run over by an R, uh, a huge white RV. And, um, the, uh, husband of the daughter told me to F get out of the way and, uh, leave now. And I kind of looked and I said, um, well, and that's not going to happen because they're in front of me and I'm not backing well, up. Well, God and, uh, bless you, Rick. You're not uh, running the guy over. Uh, we're getting we're yeah. getting signals from OJ. We got to move this along, Rick. Thank you for joining us, Rick. 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 Our viewers went down when you came on, so we got to change. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. Well, I appreciate Rick, it, Rick. Thank you for spending time with us. Uh, I love you, Rick. Good luck in all your endeavors, and uh, thanks for being part of the show tonight. All right. Good night. God bless. Yeah. Thanks. Pulling Very fans. Sleepy. That will never happen again. Yeah, yeah. Our <laughs> Sleepy Rick tonight. For 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 people yeah. that don't understand who Rick is, Rick is an animal in real life. Like this man has more energy. I mean, he's wound up. I mean, it must be something that that he has to have people around him. He feeds off the energy because normally, if you're around him, the guy's bouncing off the walls. This is two times that we've called him, and he's like sedated. All right. <laughs> maybe well, we like should maybe we should practice with him. M right? Much like a bad pass <laughs> and pulling, you just got to move on from that and try to yeah. make the best of it. Let's keep this train too bad rolling. We test, too bad we weren't test took. We can't drop, but uh, yeah, no shit. I get. I guess we're kind of the point now where we have all our viewers on. Um, the the one and only Team Shelton, uh, Team Shelton Motorsports, backstage city slicker. Can we get the, these guys on here right now? Looking forward to this. This has been so freaking excited. Looking forward to this all week because. Uh, we know, obviously, these guys as competitors, as friends, but just some of the best people you'll ever meet in the world, uh, particularly Stan. I can't say the same for Reese and Grayson, but Stan uh, himself. Just for the record, this is a family show, uh, Reese, but we'll give you a pass initially. But, no, no in all seriousness, um, I told Reese the other day when we were talking about getting you guys on here, you know, we're a new show, and uh, obviously – have a lot of excitement and, and, and passion about helping the sport of pulling grow. And you guys like it or don't like it. And I, I know you guys will take the humble card, but you guys are big, big, big stars in the motorsports world, uh, you know, pulling and, and drag racing now. So having you guys here is a big deal to us. And uh, want to introduce and thank you guys, Stan, uh, for, for coming, for coming on and Reese and Grayson for, for joining him. Uh, we'll get to you two later. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, you guys are awesome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I know you guys have not been doing anything, but sitting around waiting on the show. So, uh, cause you don't ever do anything other than race, but we'll give you a break for showing up this time. So Stan Reese Grayson, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you guys. Be here. Obviously one of us is at the shop ready to work and two are not. So, <laughs> like he, he don't work in a collared shirt. Don't let him lie to you. I want to take a guess at who's at the shop and who the other, where the other two are. So yeah, I think we just need to shut our microphones off and let these three go at it. <laughs> yeah. If you're anything yeah, yeah. like me and my dad were, we we loved each other to death, but we argued. But we argued and knew at the end of it we we loved each other. I mean. You got to throw a little bit back at each other. Absolutely. You know, sometimes, sometimes a good argument gets a better solution sometimes than the first sure. guy. 
for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're all about our viewership, so let's just try not to argue on this show, guys. We'll go out there afterwards and we can do that. But <laughs> now, uh, pleasure to have you guys. Congratulations on all your successes recently. And I don't know if you realize it or not, Stan, you know, we're predominantly a large pulling audience here, but you have a lot of fans. Uh, I think actually – the pulling universe, if you had to put a, a, a map on it, you probably got 99.9% of all pulling fans that are, are pro mod fans now rooting for you. So thanks for hopping on here. Hey, I appreciate that. It, th those fans go both ways. You know, we go to the, uh, we go to the drag race and all people want to talk to us about is pulling, you know what? And then of course we go yeah. to pulling, they want to talk to us about drag races. So it's perfect. You know, both of them are high intense fans that like horsepower, like loud noise. And, uh, and we feed off that for sure. Well, Stan, going awesome. into the drag race, going into the drag racing world from tractor pulling to watch you get into it and cut lights like you do. I mean, we got to call you the lumberman, not just because, you know, <laughs> you guys got the sawmill, but you will chop, chop a tree down with the best of them. Uh, this past event and uh, Las Vegas, you had the best reaction time in the class, I believe, with a 004. How do you do it? What's the practice sequence like? I mean... The margin of victory on that, even though your car was a little bit slower, to be under eight thousandths of a second, unbelievable. Walk us through it. Well, it's uh, you know, let me start off by saying I'm ADHD, and uh, <laughs> used to count lines. My mama wondered wonder why I count the lines going down the road in the car, and uh, so sometimes you got to re re uh, refocus that, and uh, I can be impatient, and that might be the best levers or people that are ADHD, and I'm not kidding about that either. Uh, it's just a matter of if you get relaxed in the car, the better your car is, uh, the, the, the more your car is going down the track, uh, you feel confident in your car, the more you the relaxed you are on the starting line. Uh, so it's just a process of being relaxed for myself. But at the same time, uh, we do have a practice tree here in the shop uh, that I actually, when you're going to practice, you want to be in the same scenario you are at the track. So I get in the car, I put my helmet on, I put my gloves on, uh, there's an extension wire that runs to the steering wheel in the car so I can actually practice on the tree uh, in my shop or a lot of guys have them in their pits. Uh, and it makes a huge difference. That muscle memory, muscle memory, muscle memory, uh, doing things. No different than you guys when you're driving your mini rods, uh, you're hitting your brakes without thinking about it. You know, Except we don't practice whenever we're pulling. True. That's true. <laughs> we'll get to that later. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. For sure, but yeah and, and I don't know if you realize this or not, Stan, but like a big part of me right pulling, when you get back up to the sled, uh, you're a future Hall of Fame puller. There we go. For anyone that doesn't know, I, I won't get into that, but you are. But but whenever you're me right pulling, and I know you didn't me right pull a lot, but it's the only class where you get backed up and then you don't technically have to put it in gear to get the chain tight, Here right? We go. Well, I, I knew some, he was going to start this shit. Some, some, some me right guys, some me right guys forget to put it in forward and then they're on the green light and they take off in reverse recent great you know what chase i'll tell this you're right right now they so you can that. get off of this i would rather run into the sled in reverse than not back out of it in time look like an idiot going down the track <laughs> well anyway stan before i got interrupted i want to carry this on because i think we got something we can invent here grayson and reese i've not seen you take off in reverse yet but you know these guys have a practice tree in drag race so maybe we can we can get a um I put it in forward tree for Adam to practice in the pits. That way he don't take off in reverse again. Because we Jesus he's done that Christ. before, Stan. I'll be happy to – I'll send you the, the, uh, the this, link off This air, horse so. was dead two weeks ago or four weeks ago, and he's still beating it. <laughs> uh, Stan, obviously, Reese and Grayson, we're, we're going to – 
we know you're at the shop working and, and we really appreciate appreciate you getting on here. We're going to probably let you cut out here at some point. We're going to keep those two on later and hammer them. Uh, but for, but but Reese and Grayson, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. But Stan, just kind of I don't really know this story myself. Obviously, my, I grew up with my dad. You your my dad and and, and yourself competed two wheel drives and you kind of grew up and you see people grow up in the sport and like. Uh, you know, you successful pulling career. How in the heck did you get into drag racing? I mean, obviously, North Carolina is big for drag racing, but tell me, tell everyone the story. Like, how did this happen outside of, you know, I know your kids have, have done very well taking over the pulling stuff, but like, how did you just a go or take us through kind of how it happened, if you don't mind? Well, how we, we got into pulling. We always loved it because, you know, Charlotte's just right down the road. And a lot of times we didn't have a pull the weekend of Charlotte. So we, we love drag racing. We love the, you know, the common, the motors are common as our pullers, uh, especially in the mini rods or the mods. Uh, we loved going over Charlotte, going through the pits. But we did take a liking to Pro Mod because it's, uh, it's I think it's the most exciting class in drag racing. You've got the variety of uh, power plants. You've got uh, Pro Charger, Screw Charger, Roots Charger, Nitrous, Turbo, such a variety and such a variety of bodies, such a variety of characters, uh, just like in pulling uh, in that aspect. So, you know, we always, as Grace and Reese got older, you know, and Camille as well, they always helped at the shop and they always worked at the shop. And and because they wanted to work on a vehicle, uh, is really the reason we have as many vehicles as we had. Uh, they knew they, they didn't work on it, they couldn't drive it. Uh, and that's kind of how it was a work-based uh, family. So we ended up with as much equipment as we had, but I also saw that that's going to come to an end because the work side of it is, is tremendous uh, with two four-engine tractors and three mini rods. I mean, you go to the track, so... Uh, Drag racing was going to be an outlet for me because as just like this week, Reese is getting married. Grayson just got married. Camille's going to get married next week. Uh, I'm going to lose my health. Uh, and Grayson, Reese, and Camille, it used to be when they were in school, every night they would come to the shop and we'd work. And I told them, I said, when y'all get real jobs, you're not going to want to come to the shop and work with me. And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 we will. But, uh, but that's not the case because they put in a hard day's work. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of how it is. And I knew drag racing, when their family started, if pulling, if they didn't want to pull anymore, then drag racing was a platform for me to continue doing it. Uh, in drag racing, uh, you can always buy a crew in drag racing. There's always guys out there anxious to go eat at a crew and to help out. So that was kind of our, our forethought in that. But uh, we're fortunate enough to still, we still love pulling. We love it just as much as drag racing. Uh, so we're fortunate enough to be able to do both of them right now. Gotcha. Awesome. When you go, when you go to most of the pools that you go to, uh, you guys have to drive across the mountains mostly to get to every pool that you go to. Um, what's a, what's a, an average, um, uh, drive 10 hours to each event, give or take. We, we all, we always claim Chapel Hill is our hometown pool. Uh, mm -hmm. Chapel Hill is, is, is eight, eight, nine hours for us. Uh, gotcha. Uh, that's just, we're just, you know, until we get to Knoxville, we're going to go, you know, north or go west, and uh, or get up to Charleston or Louisville like that. So again, we just we just think we got the got the got the motor warmed up in the hauler. Uh, gotcha. So, so in in all the driving that you guys have done over the years, do you have a story from the road? Maybe of maybe when you showed up at a pole, opened up the door, and saw something that you weren't expecting. Or maybe just something that's happened on the road. We we had Adam Bauer on last uh, the last episode, and he took out some toll booths with his awning on his trailer. So do you have any story <laughs> we like that? We, 
we don't expect a toll booth takeout story, but there had to be a time. Maybe maybe Grayson and Reese can tell about a time that they didn't tie something down in the trailer. I know. You, yeah. Don't try to act like that's never not happened because we've all done it. Uh, we, now we've, I mean, Chase we've done left a two-wheel to, drive in the middle of Highway 41 in, in, uh, <laughs> in Owensboro or in Henderson, Kentucky. Yeah, I did hear uh, about that. Uh, Grayson Reese, Grayson Reese, do you, or, do, tell us the craziest story, Stan. You've been doing this a long time. This craziest story of something going bad transporting. Yeah. The only one I remember, is we never really had anything go bad, uh, like inside the trailer or nothing. But I do remember uh, we were at the Indy Super Bowl one year, and uh, it was just me, Dad, and Reese, and we were coming home on a Sunday, and Dad was tired, and I think I was – I guess I was 16, 17, going to get behind the wheel of the uh, – at the time we had a, a, a Kenworth W9. It was 18-speed. And, uh, of course, it was flat roads, and Dad wanted to take a nap, so I got up there and was driving and whatnot, and Jellico Mountain was coming up. And Reese was 15 or something. I looked over at him. I said, you think we can get it up this hill? And he says, I don't know, but let's try it. So <laughs> we got that truck coming off the hill about 80 mile an hour going down the hill. And we made it about halfway up and started trying to change gears down Jim. <laughs> and it was it was total chaos. I, I'll never forget Dad got up yelling, hollering. We just got it off the side of the road halfway up the mountain and had to get it out of gear and get it started. And then it ended up locking the fan up and we got to the top of the hill. It was it was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. Never so you guys have never like soup. done something. You guys have never done anything like I did. You, you guys never maybe drove in the wrong direction for a couple hours on the way to a pool that you thought you were supposed to be going to or anything like that? No. No, no. no. <laughs> See, this was before GPS. Yeah, we, we don't have a one way to go, really. Right, <laughs> one road. Yeah, we go west. Stan, I'm, assume, I'm assuming whenever you had your 16-year-old and 15-year-old run that Kenworth at that, at that age coming home, you approved that with the DOT, right? Uh, yes, yes, sir, officer. It is. It's insurance, man. <laughs> We're all no, it says not for hire on there. It says not for hire, so it's okay. In, in case you're tuned in for the first time, Stan, we're all about safety on the show. So I know your your guy does it by the book. Safety first. Uh, for all you future pullers out there and people that might have a truck, it's okay to throw a 15-year-old in the seat or a 16-year-old if you get permission of the DOT. Hey, if they know what the hell they're, they're doing, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. Stan, you talked about the variety of, uh, you know, the power adders in the pro mod class, all the various options that you guys have got um, in the tractor pulling world. You know, we're kind of more supercharger based, obviously. With that comes trying to keep parity with all the different combinations and rule changes from event to event to event. Is there a way that something like that could be implemented into pulling where you have different options? And with that rule change to try to keep parity, do you feel like it uh, breeds a little bit of sandbagging between combinations? I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, the, the guys tried to run the Pro Charger, uh, the smart, I mean, uh, Brent Payne tried to run the Pro Charger, but it needed EFI to be able to make it run, uh, I believe. So uh, I'm not sure, you know, uh, boy, I had my butt kicked by Dean Stoomey. Uh, and his turbo two-wheel drive up in Wisconsin area many times. That thing would, if he'd get it spooled up and get it going, it was it was right on. There's a lot of technology coming now in the turbo world and pro mod. You got some turbo cars out there now that are making some really impressive uh, runs that are going to be uh, hard to handle here in the future. So I'm not sure what else power adder. Again, you know who who wouldn't want to put a screw blower on one? But uh, 
Uh, who knows how you can handle that or what overdrive. But we have proven in ProMod that you can take the overdrive down enough in a, in a screw blower. We're currently at 60 over on NHRA, and it does breed parity along with the roots charger. So that would only be the only option I would think about possibly bringing in. Is EFI the only thing keeping us from going turbo or pro charged in the mini rod class? Uh, Reese could probably answer that better than I can on the technical side. Reese, give it to us, baby. <laughs> no, Ch Chase has already warned me about talking about EFI and stuff. Oh, I know. Hey, you can ask any question on this show to anybody. You can ask any question you want on this show. <laughs> no, so how about no, it? I'm kidding. We, we had a good conversation yesterday. But no, I mean, the, the thing about the turbos, you know, most of the development and stuff of like that is in the pro mod or drag racing world. So, and all that stuff, you know, has EFI technology. And so to say that you're going to go run it mechanically, uh, you know, you're kind of, you don't have much yeah, like data. The guys, from, much time. the guys from ProLine couldn't figure it out, right? It, exactly. <laughs> but, and, and what I'll say is, is like, since this is a, a no practice, no practice podcast, no practice sport. So, so how do you, what do you want to dedicate 10 years to try to figure out how to run a turbo uh, mini rod with a mechanical fuel injection? But um, right. you know, if you were to have the EFI side of things, you know, you can get guys like Steve Petty, uh, you know, Jamie Miller, some of these guys that are Brad Bursonette that are really good uh, in the pro mod side of things with turbo cars that could come out here and say, hey, uh, you know, let's get your engine you know, to produce peak horsepower here. Um, and this is how it will operate. So, I mean, you kind of get a little bit of a, a step ahead there. Whereas when you get to the mechanical side, it's just, you know, they just don't have it now. Um, so I just I think it would help the pro charger and help there's you know somebody could go out there and buy a recipe that would uh you know give them a platform to start to get better whereas it's, it's tough to say i want to go put a pro charger in a mini rod right now and i can't have efi or i can't have any data because it's mechanical and uh when you can go buy a root supercharger 45 over and somebody's gonna say do this do this set your hitch at this and here you go and you can go run pretty well so uh right that's my take on it and we we gave you a, sh a shout out earlier in the show. I don't think as many people know that need that need to know. Obviously, Stan drives the car. He shows up in the results. But you know, Reese, you're tooting your your trailer mate car now. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong. And I think you guys brought that out. When was it? Indy this year and started running basically two and HRA cars or sometime around that time frame. Yep. Uh, tell us how that all started, if you don't mind, because uh, that's pretty. That's his. Stan, I, I love you. I'm a big fan of yours, but I think it's as cool that's, that Reese is tuning an NHRA car as you are driving one. So tell us how all that started, if you don't mind. No well, offense, Stan. Well, <laughs> no, so since we started day one, I've always wanted to tune a race car. And, uh, you know, I'm intrigued by that. I was always intrigued by the tuning side of the pulling, uh, the pulling tractors. But, you know, there's so much that goes on in a race car and there's so much technology that you, you, know, you have to grasp and how it all works together. And, it's, uh, you know, I've been through a, a couple different guys. Mike Kopchick kind of planted the seed. Steve Petty was there to help me kind of develop a little bit. But uh, I credit most of my learning and my knowledge to Lee White, uh, who is our tuner now. He's uh, he's not so far out of, uh, you know, that learning stage. He remembers where he was, where he came from. He uh, he, he gives me a lot of insight. And is never, there's never a dumb question. I know that's kind of like a thing that, that people say all the time, but it's, it's the truth when it comes to him. He's uh, he's really like, you know, took me under his wing and tried to teach me a lot of things. And he still tells me like, man, uh, that's kind of stupid. But uh, he's uh, he's a great mentor, a great guy. Uh, helped me out a lot. And I, I, any success I have is credit to Lee White for sure right now because he's, uh, you know, he, he's always in my wing. But, you know, we started, you know, I think last year around this time uh, we 
Lee White came back to, to work with us and we ended up doing a deal with him. And I told dad at that time, you know, I think it's time for me to start, you know, learning how to tune. So for the last year and a half or so, I've sat beside uh, Lee and just straight with a laptop. And uh, I dissect the runs while he dissects the runs. We kind of go over things and it's like, you know, this, uh, you know, we got a little fast here. We're a little slow here. Uh, this shot graph it and rising how we need it to maybe a little, put a little compression here. And he's, uh, he's kind of molded it in over a year and a half's time to where I've got to an area where I felt like I, it was time for me to spread my wings and fly. So to say, uh, you, you understand concepts so long that as eventually you have to, uh, you know, try to apply them. So he, uh, we, dad, uh, we got the silver car back ready after we put it in the wall a couple of times and he, uh, we wanted to put the screw blower on it to try to figure that combination out before the end of the year, because NHRA rules, they come out, I think in a couple of weeks, they'll come out for 2024. And we wanted to see kind of where we were, uh, because no, no, like hit the Chuck Ford superchargers, but, uh, we don't want to, we don't want to get into having a Lisa blower. So if we can run the screw, that's what we want to do. And, uh, we, uh, started working on that and, you know, dad was like, hey, this is your time. So Lee kind of, we got the car kind of situated me and him. And then I think I took it over at Indy. And I didn't qualify at Indy. I sucked. Uh, and then I uh, went to St. Louis with one goal in mind. That's just to qualify. I did qualify for that race, went out first round. And then we went to uh, Vegas this week. We did some extensive testing before Vegas. You know, I wanted to be better and uh, went out there to Vegas. And we ended up putting together some good runs. And uh, actually made it to the finals, um, so it was fun. Uh, you know, I had, like I said, I had Lee White in my wing, uh, you know, helping me as well. But we, uh, it, it was fun to run, to get to the finals, to put out guys like Steve Petty, uh, Brad Personette, Stevie Fast, and Terry Cole. And then uh, I got beat by the legend Frank Manzo. So uh, nothing to hold your head or hang your head about there. So it's been nice to you know turn that over into a fairy tale story. But it was it was fun. I I live on that one for a while. <laughs> Yeah, right. you and should. You should be very part, proud. You Absolutely. got to do part of it while being dressed as the cat in the hat for Halloween. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. I had a few tricks in my hat, man. I was ready. They were. So they this really rumor, this rumor at, 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 on, at Vegas, they uh, they always uh, what is it on Saturday? It's kind of the big um, Halloween dress up day at, at Vegas. Yep. Oh yeah. Most, I mean, I really think like it used to have a little more participation, but I do know like most of the pro mod guys, we all jumped in there and did it. I mean, I don't care if I go up there and look like a fool. It's fun. Uh, yeah, it's, that's hell, the point. I, I might look like a fool on a, on a laptop. So hell, if I can dress the part, that's right. good too. Well, that's right. Well, look, you could be like me, tractor point. I look like a fool every time I'm out there. Uh, there you go. So, I, I the wasn't going to the... say that, but you did. <laughs> but no, it's it's just good to know because. These pulling fans that keep up, they know Stan's name, and, and Stan's obviously visible with Shelton Mo Team Shelton Motorsports. But uh, there is a second car that you're tooting, and I think it's pretty cool that you're you're doing that. And we can finally put the rumor to bed that you're not scared of mini rod pullers; you're just busy doing other stuff. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I ain't uh, uh, wait till my I'm dad kidding. gets off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, All so right. I, have another, I have another, I have another question. I have another question, and it's a good time. And then, uh, to you know, Stan, we like to debate in this show. Everyone has an opinion. There's no right or wrong answer, but we like having smart people and smart uh, competitors that we really lean on in this. So, go back to the EFI and the, and the I don't know even the terminology of all the electronic 
tuning mechanisms of of drag racing but you know drag racing is premier and, and and it's ahead of tractor pulling but we're not here to 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 pit, pin one against the other but you have a pretty good perspective on the differences in the two and and competitions competition so I'm not going to ask any names, and you can pass this off if you're not comfortable answering it, but I'm just throwing this as hypotheticals of, of the beauty of tractor pulling and how competitive it is uh, and how it's kind of unknown in the world. So you take your top three pro my competitors, and you don't, I don't want you to name them, just the top three guys that you do not want to face in, in the tuner, hole combination, all that. You put those guys in a pulling operation. Would you say it's going to take them – you know, a good year to two years, or like, do you think they show up the the first event and win? Uh, I'm I don't know, but I do know we don't practice in a sport, so you know, there's smart people everywhere. Do you, the and a lot of it is 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 not having the ability to practice and having the ability to simulate. The the, the best racers in the world in the outer world of drag racing. Do you think they could if they come into into tractor pulling mini rock class call? How long do you think it would take them to get out front? The problem's going to be, in my perspective, for a little while, is going to be that they want to make the maximum amount of horsepower out of their engine. Uh, and that goes back to the tuner side of it. And, of course, we do. In, who doesn't in a mini rod? Who doesn't want to lay down all your power? But you can't. It's probably the most class that you get the closest to. But we all know we can all attest that all, our, all, all of our teams, you know, you turn that time and you turn that mag cap up and uh, it's going to grow that tire. It's going to one wheel. It's going to get upset. Uh, at the same time, it's really the same perspective. Pulling is so close to drag racing. Uh, the same things we do when we go up there to the track. But these guys, if they came into pulling, they're going to try to, they're going to have to prove to themselves that they can't get it down the track with all the horsepower. And then once they figure out that they can't, then they'll be certainly be competitive. But uh, because they know how to manage motors, uh, and that's where really where you get your better pullers at in pulling as well. The guys that are We've always had the people that are, you know, you put one setup in your tractor, one one fuel setting, and you run it all year long. Um, and that guy's going to win some pulls wherever he matches up to the atmospheric conditions uh, where we're at. Um, but that guy that's working hard to know the altitude, know the water grains, know the uh, whatever's going on to make that motor run and perform at a tractor pull, he's going to be your champion most of the time because he's just going to be a better puller. I'm not saying he's any better than another guy. It just means he's working mm -hmm. at it harder. Uh, the same yeah. way for the drag race guys, they're working at it so hard uh, on that starting line, trying to make sure. And that's where I'll get, I'll get frustrated as a driver because not really frustrated, but Reese knows when we go to the track, uh, I want you to take me down the track. I don't care what the time is. I don't care if it's the slowest on the board, come off the trailer, get my car going down the track one time to get a baseline but what happens is you go in there and just so happens the first qualifier is the coolest qualifier the best temperature we're going to have the best conditions we're going to have and all the tuners are going to swing for the fence and half the cars go down half the cars don't so all of a sudden you're behind you know what so that's where practice you know it's not practicing hra there's no practice it's just qualifying and if you do, once you're behind one run then you're behind the next so the next run you go up there you've got to get it down the track you know, and then it's just, but I think the guys would, uh, they would struggle a little bit when they came into pulling just because they're going to try to maximize the horsepower. They've had to prove themselves that it won't take it. Yeah. And that's why I'm a big fan of yours personally, Sam, because, you know, I'm good friends with your sons and I ask a ton of questions just because I like learning. Uh, you don't take the same approach as other 
pro mod teams that I've heard about. Uh, I think you stick your 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 tractor pulling blood sticks with you. So you don't go out and practice and do all this stuff, and you kind of learn your way the hard way, for lack of a better word, uh, rather than just showing up to a track and writing a check like a lot of other teams do. I mean, uh, Reese referenced that earlier. You know, that's a big difference in the two. And uh, like to me, the beauty in it is that if 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 Adam and Tyler and myself wanted to go run a NHRA Pro Mod, uh, yeah, we would probably not know. Actually, we have no idea what the hell we're doing, but we would probably take your same approach and say, hey, all right, we're, we're going to go have to practice a little bit, but through time, we could probably get it figured out. And, you know, this is not a, a pull and burst drag racing question. It just, I think you did a great job of laying it out there, like the differences in the two. And there, there's talent on both sides and everyone's good everywhere you go. Uh, you know, but that if you had to put a barometer on one or the other in competition wise, I think you did a great job illustrating it. So thank you for answering that, Stan. You bet. So right, Adam, Tyler, I think we got the points I, we, so but prior to these guys getting on the show, we were we were bickering about point systems. Uh and I think <clears throat> we, we, we we put a pin to it and wanted to get your all's thoughts on some of it. So Tyler or Adam. Yeah. You wanna, I, we can we can talk about that. I was I had an, another question I'll save for here in a minute, but uh, we were discussing earlier about the the point standings, uh, you know, the way the points are, you know, the thirty or the PPL side, you know, the fifty, you get twenty five for showing up, blah 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 blah. Uh, Tyler made a pretty good point, and, and I was curious to see what you guys thought about it. He says like you know, say you have fifty pullers at Bowling Green, and you show up with your mini rods. And you get first, you get 50. If you get last, you get one. There is no hook points. There's You literally get what you <laughs> – I mean, if you run like shit, you're going to get po shitty points. You know, what do you, what do you guys think about the whole point situation? Anybody can go I like, first. I don't care. I like, the, I like what Tyler says. I mean, really, because we don't run a whole lot. And I know, like, y'all talked about the situation where, you know, whether they, they, they're going to make all the – I, I'm not up to speed with the pulling points deal that the rule made. So the, is, does the rule state that they're going to roll all the points guys together? Yeah. Like, so basically, if you, guys are running, if, if you guys are running points and we're at it, – it's only after Chapel Hill, uh, the way I'm kind of understanding it, which makes no sense to me. But say after Chapel Hill, we go to Bowling Green, and there's 12 people running for points. Those 12 people are going to race or pull in the same grouping – separate from who all is in the class. See, that's horseshit. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we don't we – don't, Reese, Reese, we don't know the rule. We're going to get a Wikipedia page to explain it because it's so hard for me to even understand. No, yeah. The only reason I say that is because at the same time, like, hey, what if the track is best at that point in time? So you're just going to handicap me? Uh, you know, it's, it's a random draw as to when you get to run. And yeah, if you're going to group the, those 12 together, that's, 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 that's not – Yeah, good. sure. The grouping doesn't matter because the track changes every hook. It, exactly. One to exactly. twelve, I mean, one to fifty. Exactly. Well, I'd run. Well, let they all run first twelve. Then, in my opinion, but you know, at the end of the day, if they win first hook, I just don't think that's that's right. Uh, you know, historically speaking, I don't know. You can you can pull that up and make a Excel spreadsheet on it. But if it was historically speaking, it's like okay, say if first hook won all, and that's that's one of the best places to be at most most pulling events. If the sled's set right, first hook is is, is hard to beat. 
But if you put those 12 together and you can't put anybody in between them, whether it be Tyler Slaw or any of us or yeah, anybody or that's not Chase, that Chase can make a pass on the track cutting out and they don't change the sled and then you bury it in the sand the next pass when they should have reset the sled. That's a sore don't subject. You might get my dad fired up on that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You wish you were watching that guy. So, that deal. <laughs> hey, hey, so we, we – uh, I don't really know how – Stan, quick question: Is NHRA if you show up to an HRA Pro Mod event, you get points, right? Like, or is there like a built-in complicated system we don't know about? Uh, no, you have, actually you have to qualify to get points. You have to qualify. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I might have to get a, might get a correction on that. I'm pretty sure you have to qualify to actually get points. Uh, we have. No, a, but, but if you're if you make it to six, the field of sixteen, you get points, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's but what I, I will say. I meant. Racing points are complicated, so that is one. Like I, well, I'm not going to say they're complicated. You get bonus points I'm for not, uh, number one qualifier and stuff. Yes, I'm not up to speed with them, but quite frankly, we don't worry about points. We go try to win the race. So if you go try to win the race, the points will be there. Um, you know, I do. I think cool thing points wise that NHRA does. Dad's more up to speed on some of the points deal because we do have a countdown. The reason we have a countdown is to get participation towards the later part of the year. So if you run terrible at the beginning it's still you know it wants you to want to go run towards the end but uh, also a cool thing too is like you know let's just say could you make bowling green or i don't know what ntba's last hook of the year is points and a half points and a half is a really cool deal because it allows people that you know don't nec wouldn't necessarily have a mathematical shot to uh, really jump up in there and shake things up shake up the order yeah so, I mean that we saw that this weekend you know the number the guy that was leading the points in nhra was chris thorne uh, Justin Bond was second. Uh, who was third, Dad? Was it Castellano or uh, in the Castellano? And then we were like fourth or fifth right there with Jason Lee. And, you know, Chris Thorne, uh, you know, sad to say he had an unfortunate accident and uh, went out first round. And then, um, shoot, Castellano ended up beating Dad. But if, you know, if Dad would beat him, it would have been a different story. And then we ended up putting Justin Bond out second round. So if your dad would have had you two in the, if your dad would have had you two in the card, he would have won. Heck no, he wouldn't have that card. It make the trip. <laughs> and Lee White goes five seventy seven. First written. On I'm the kidding. Track. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I'm proud of you for doing doing what you've done, brother. Like I said, we're. I I think all of us. I know me and Tyler were tuned in and Adam on Sunday, and uh, we love we love watching Stan, but it's fun watching you too. So you got fans, even though. You, even though it's you awful. suck at me, Rob Pullen, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's okay. Yeah, right. so I'm much better. I'm going to throw a question out here for you guys, and it's for each one of you. And um, we did this kind of last week with Adam Bauer. There was one thing that you can change, just one thing right off the top. If you were in charge of PPL, NTPA, Outlaw, whatever it is in the pulling world, what would be the first thing that you would change? Would it be, you know, like, TV venues. What what would be on each one of your minds? Stand first. What would you change first to make the sport better? Uh, well, you you can't. Everybody, everybody wants more marketing, you know, and that's the reason that uh, honestly, and everybody, I think everybody would agree that Lucas Oil was a marketing arm with Pro Pulling League. You know, it's about marketing, mm -hmm. marketing the pullers. You know, the, the more you market the pullers, then the more opportunity the pullers have to gain some sponsorship for more exposure. You know, everybody wants TV. Of course, you've got live streaming going on. I think it was a good thing for pulling this past year. Uh, people can tune in. But uh, uh, 
you know, again, it's, it comes back to the marketing of the sport and marketing the marketing the guys out there. But that's, that's not something you necessarily change in the sport. But I really like an organization that takes care of their pullers that are committed to them to run all year. Um, right. You know, I think you've got to give something back to those guys, whether it's a parking, preferred parking. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to be some sort of incentive for being there every, every absolutely, weekend. absolutely. They're they're the ones putting the series on their back and mm-hmm. and let the promoters know we're going to come. You're going to have a show because we're going to show up. Those guys need to have incentives. If there's some extra money there, or again, if it's just having them a parking spot up front, preferred, and they can get there, they don't have to get there two days ahead of time. I think that's key. I got gotcha. you. What do you think, Grayson? What do you think we need to? Uh, what would you change? I kind of like dad, you know, I mean, obviously when you go pull PPL, you know, if you're in a top 16, like dad said, you got a spot, you know, when you get there, it's a decent spot. It may, you know, sometimes you might not have the most room and whatnot, but you're going to have a spot, you know, you know, I know Bowling Green's huge, you know, I mean, it's huge, but then you got like, I mean, you got some guys rolling into Bowling Green that ain't pulled all year long, you know, ain't ran. And these other guys sitting here, been busting his ass all year running up and down the road and whatnot and you got him sitting over in the corner you know not i mean over here next to the trash cans and you got this other guy that's going to run one time this you're going to run right in there and park in the best spot he can get you know yeah or maybe you're not even parked on the grounds like in the church parking lot or something right? grace grace and that would that would require too much common sense we all know that yeah man. i mean it, it, <laughs> you know so uh, you guys are both on the same page that just a small incentive to help the puller would definitely change a lot of pullers' aspect of I chasing all the points. around. If they take care right. of the puller, I mean, we all know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some people take care of us, some people don't, you know. Right. You well, know, yeah, I mean, you don't have to state right. names or anything. It's just a right. general opinion of what what we all when we show up at an event, whether they have electric or you know what have you, it's gonna. It's going to make guys like, man, I really want to come back here next year. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of coming back think, next Reese? year. Oh, go ahead, uh, Reese. Reese, Reese, one thing in pulling you change. One thing in pulling. Well, can I get him about three or Bes- four? Besides, besides the EF5 yeah, and stuff that makes it well, easy to win. I'd like to have that. It's not easy to run. I'll give I'm it kidding, to I'm you. Kidding. And we'll see what I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Got. I'm sorry. I'm going to be nice while staying still on here. Okay. No, uh, you know, I don't want to say the same thing they've said, but I do agree with that. But uh, I guess one thing that I'd like to see the pullers do a little bit better is their professionalism. Um, I'm not trying to throw stones at any tractor pullers, but I do say, like, if you go to an NHRA drag race or pretty RA race, any of these races, you know, majority of the guys, you know, everybody's wearing, they've got their crew shirts on there. We know we've got black pants, black shorts, uh, just stuff you have like to wear it. Pants. It, looks, it. It looks better. Um, and just to the eyes appealing. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's guys that will come whoop your ass that are wearing a damn wife beater and uh, jean shorts. Uh, <laughs> right. And, pulling but it, and is that's it, cool. But to the fan, is it as professional? I don't believe so. Right. So well, isn't so NHRA, you have like to have them. a, a closed toe shoe. You are allowed to wear shorts, but you have to have a closed toe shoe on, correct? I believe that's the truth. I mean, I, I've never went up there without because, I mean, if you get right. up there without anything, you're going to leave your shoes on the starting line. So <laughs> right. I don't want exactly. to be that guy. Right. That's yeah. A there should be. Point, there should man. definitely be a hair. There should definitely be a haircut code too. Like you got to look like a civilized human. If you're gonna <laughs> not not a not, not a guy with look like he ain't had a haircut in hundred years. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, 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 Stan, Grace, and Reese. I don't know if you. 
I'm sure you guys are fans of motorsports, and you're you're a fan of this podcast moving forward. But did you hear that they outlawed Tyler's tractor? So we got to be nice to Tyler. He cannot pull no more. Um, I don't want to get on that soapbox right now because everyone in the world thinks it's a good idea, except Tyler and Bruce. I, actually, I think your dad thinks it's a good idea. Just everyone except Tyler. But we well, won't be well, too just, mean about the haircut. I take it back. Hey, I know. I know. What we can do. We got. We got a mod for sale. He needs a mod. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, we got a good price yeah. on it too, Tyler. Come on, Tyler. I know Bruce, Bruce wants one. Tyler, are you allowed to build a tractor where you sit on the front? <laughs> I haven't figured that out, Stan. Don't reveal my tricks yet. Okay, sorry. Can you sit on top? I told him he needs <laughs> to sit right on the supercharger, and as long as his legs are inside the frame rail, it doesn't matter. You so this is a sound good. Head. You can't this talk is a about having great. This is a sign of having great guests on the show. This is a, yeah. it's this is some great guest on the show. We've already established we got to have a put it in forward like just like a just like a, a tree in drag racing to, to practice. We got to have a put it in forward tree to for Adam who doesn't know how to put it in gear. And we've already established that we're going to sit the body in front of the motor moving forward. So that's a, all because of you guys and your innovation. Thank you for bringing that to the table, guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's a sign. That's a sign of a good show and a good and, a, and good guests. So. Tyler, I think you got the next one, and then we're going to let Stan uh, get cut out of here. This has been great, right. too. If, if, if we're letting just Stan go, I'm going to toss him one then. Uh, Stan, we watched you guys kind of jump around different classes in the tractor-pulling world uh, before you made your move to drag racing. It's hard to look in the crystal ball and see what's coming, but in the world of drag racing, do you see yourself ever jumping classes, or are you going to stay rooted in the pro mod category? No, we lo we, we love pro mod. I think, it's, I think, it's, I think it fits our – I think it fits our personality. I think it fits a lot of pullers' personality that might pull in a mini rod class. Uh, you know, top. I mean, funny cars, cool man. I mean, what's not cool about that? But uh, uh, it's it's such a work based. I mean, we work really hard with Pro Mod, but uh, uh, you know, funny cars. Uh, it's just so much that goes on with it. Uh, and and again, in Pro Mod, we can run our Pro Mods. We just finished our NHRA season, but then we can take our Pro Mods to Florida. And uh, and run two or three times in Florida this year. Uh, you just got a lot of variety where you can go different places. No different than a mini rod. You can run different organizations. It's just a common class, uh, a universal class. Let me say that. So uh, we've got some guys in our class uh, that go over to the Middle East and run uh, when we're on off season. So it's just uh, I don't I don't see us making any change. I don't see us uh, do anything other than pro mod. All right. One final question, Stan, and then we're, uh, we'll, we'll let you cut out here. Um, I know you got to get back to work while these other two are yeah, right. doing their recreational activity. Uh, we like to have some fun on this show, and again, you can pass off any question. You can ask – we always – a disclaimer, and I don't know if Reese got this to you or not. We can ask anybody any question anytime. But if you don't want to answer, you ain't going to answer it, except Adam Kessler. You can't ask him certain things. But um, – and it's a big thing in the drag racing world, like grudge matches or $100,000 races and, you know, a lot of just make one run, win a big prize. Uh, it's, it's different, and that's the uniqueness of drag racing. you got to be one guy, not 20 guys. So let's say hypotheticals here, and this is a this is just a fantasy question, as we call it. Uh, there's there's a, a proposition put up to, to you to race uh, against, I don't know, uh, Mike Castellano, the, the recent Pro Mod champion. We're going to do a hundred thousand dollar race, me versus you. But if you can't show up, you have to put somebody in the seat that has the same last name as you. And let's act like that your your flight was missed, 
You can't you can't show up to this one race and there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line, but they have to have the same last name as you. Who are you putting in a seat? Camille Shelton. Knew you say that. I knew it. I knew that answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy that knows. That's a guy that knows his team very well. Stan, uh, we're going to move on to some f- other fun stuff here. You know, like all parent and and child relationships, there's some things that don't need to be known by the parent. And there's a segment we do on the show. It's called a local establishment spotlight, where we spotlight local bars and local pulling communities. And I know that you know. I know you, you don't live you live in the world we all live in, but there's just some things you probably shouldn't be a part of. So I think this is a good time for you to step away and, and not judge your sons and just make sure you go to bed. Don't turn the computer on and, and we're going to continue to have a good time. But shout out to you. Appreciate you. Huge fans, uh, huge fan of everything you all do. You yourself, your family. And uh, can't thank you enough for coming on the No Practice podcast. And you're going to come back on eventually because I think we're going to have future conversations because I think you're going to want to maybe sell all your pro mod stuff one day as pulling grows and then get back to exclusively and pulling, right? Good, good chance of it. You never know. Appreciate all right. It. Good, good. good. Thanks, Stan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Stan. Stan. See ya. So can we get him off? Oh, now the fun starts. Uh, <laughs> now you guys can start railing on Chase like you do at the polls. I'm about to chap your ass, Chase. Go ahead and start. <laughs> Open your mouth. I'm ready. I couldn't say it with your dad around, but of course you want rules in there where it's just electronic freaking determination because that makes your life easy. How does it make it easy? Explain that to me. Because you can cheat easier. Because if you have if you have enough if you have enough bankroll and enough money to go buy somebody to tell you how to run something, then you can win the next week. Like No, no, to no, me, no, that's not not cool. to, no, no. To me that's not cool. To me that's not cool. Reese, 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 stands off the show now. Stands off the show. If I had enough money to go buy a pro mod operation, I could show up at, at Snowbirds and, and be in the mix. I mean, I may not be able to drive, but I could own a team and, and do it. No, 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 That's no, not the way it should be. You know, you, no, 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 you definitely could be, but that doesn't make pulling the same way. Because what I'm – EFI doesn't – it doesn't do anything to your driving. It doesn't do anything. So, like, what I, all EFI does is – I know you guys have run mechanical fuel systems, so – if you take, let's just say I'm going to take 10 out of cylinder number three. Uh, let's take that, for instance. Okay. You're, you're already speaking over my head, dude. This is like point system. I only take 10 out of them. Like. <laughs> Chase okay, just so drives, too. He doesn't tune shit either. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 I mean, I, and I, Adam, I'm sure, and Ben Engineer, you, you know this already as well. But, like, you know, if you, you take, and y'all know this, but you take 10 out of, let's say, cylinder number three, okay? You, it's, you, okay, I'm trying to lean that cylinder. Well, what happens is, is you're, it, your fuel distribution screws up because the fuel pressure changes. Right. And so where, when you have EFI, if I want to take a percent, which let's say a percent is a 10th or let's, let's just say that for right now. Uh, if I take a percent of fuel out of cylinder number three, okay. I get a percent of fuel and it doesn't affect the overall fuel distribution. Are so, you guys allowed to run O2 sensors? Oh yeah. I don't yeah. run them. So uh, you, you don't run them? To. I don't run them now. You can because, like the air fuel, you, you got air fuel ratio, and that's what that does is to say, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's a it's a it's a cheater basically. It's a safe. It's yeah. Oh, oh, we're using cheater cheater involved in. Oh and, boy, it's we're, not. We're there's nothing that cheats about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe it's as fast. Uh, you know, right. it's kind of like traction control. Yeah. Anything you know, because we don't allow we're not allowed traction control in HRA PDRA. We are. Uh, it runs off an engine plot, and uh, with a drive shaft. You know, it, you have areas where if it hits this level, it'll start pulling timing. But um, if you get to 
uh, and let's just say in, in pulling with an O2, you know, basically what you're, you're going to set an air fuel ratio map, however you want that to look. And you can set percent basis as to if your air fuel ratio gets to this point, I want to add this much fuel. Uh, it'll sure. keep your engine safe. But at the same time, it's, it's not going to make who's to say your engine wouldn't be OK still running where it was. Uh, you can right. make the mistakes. The thing about it is, is you can't override it once you do it. So it's you got to live with what happened. Uh, I don't believe it, it doesn't make any more power. Uh, it, it doesn't do anything different. It's just it's it's a, instead of having fuel jets to mess with, you get your computer and say, I want to take a percent here. Boom. And uh, now one thing that sucks about it is, is like no injector is the same. Um, so, you know, you put this injector, right. it's a little bit different. So it changes as far as, you know, flow nozzles and stuff like that and drop ins. Yeah, that's typically. Uh, so, so speaking of all this tuning that you're all into, uh, how much have you had to tune on that pro stock uh, pulling tractor? <laughs> Dude, I don't know a damn thing about that thing. <laughs> I, like, don't, don't ask me no questions. If you want to do that, we'll put Colin Ross, Kevin Campbell on for, here. Um, for starters, I want to I ask Grayson about the drama in the tech barn at Bowling Green because I was behind him and oh, I feel like that, that was, was great. great. <laughs> just picked the damn thing up the damn day that the day before i didn't know how to tech that damn thing it ain't got no it ain't got no buzz box it ain't got you know it ain't got none of that shit it ain't got no mag nothing they're putting nothing right and, uh, you have like 10 of them surrounding you i told him i said i said i don't know anything about this thing you're gonna have to tell me exactly where everything's at and we'll figure this out and i think they thought i think they thought we were bullshitting them honestly because we had that little bit of a issue with the flagman last year or year before last at bowling green and uh i don't even know his name to be honest with you but uh when i got yeah we, we the we're, we're, we're pretty we, we're we're not about calling people out in this show yeah, got hit in the back end <laughs> you know, chase, chase gets <laughs> pinned every time he meant something bad <laughs> about the tpa or ppl so but uh yeah they they uh i guess they thought uh they did make some calls to some pro stock guys after that tech meeting or a tech barn and uh thought we were just trying to bullshit with them and give them a hard time and i'm like no i got a damn idea how to take this thing i mean there's no he's like well i don't know what he asked he said, where's this at i said oh hell he said we started blowing on you know fuel shutoffs and shit and whatnot yeah. we finally figured out where everything was so I'm, they asked where the three-way dump valve was and i said i don't know sir you gotta have to show me <laughs> three-way dump valve isn't that on the toter do home? your job <laughs> i think it's on here somewhere yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't like that, but I mean, we, we were all legal. I mean, Chaos did a great job on, on the, you know, the retrofit of that. So, so are you slowly getting around this thing? I mean, how many pulls you put on it now, Grayson? We went to Bowling Green twice, and then Colin took it to uh, Shad because we were uh, at Reese's bachelor party. We went to three OSTPA hooks. Reese drove one of those. Drove it like a damn champ. Like he'd been driving. Really? Didn't mean years. to though. And you hear that uh, chase? I drove it all. I took it all the I way to hours. But I didn't put it in reverse. I mean, I didn't hit the sled when I tried to go. I didn't. I, didn't, I had it forward. <laughs> I took it all the way to damn Wagglers, and it broke ten foot. So that kind of sucked. But um, yeah, yeah. Right here, yeah. So. Um, uh, you guys working on getting like a spare motor for that hoss, like uh, Connie, so you can pluck her out there and put another one in. Play the fifth. Nope. We do have a toolkit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh. Why did y'all? So why did y'all even get in that class? Is because me Rod got too tough, or what was the real story? <laughs> I got tired I, of beating Personally, I always, 
I always like the pro stock class. I mean, I, I, you know, I like farming. I like being outside doing that kind of stuff, but nobody's ever going to go up to their dad and tell him, say, dad, I want to sell this and I want to buy this. You know, I was grateful for whatever right. he provided us, if anything to drive, um, whatnot. Mm -hmm. I remember last two years ago, we were at Bowling Green on Friday night. And I think that, uh, that John Deere that RJ kept posting, uh, it was like a, the older sheet metal. It had like a lengthy small block in it. Uh, he posted mm -hmm. that sale. And I looked at that. I said, this is what we need. And I may or may not have been drinking a little bit. And uh, my mom <laughs> was there too. And she's like, yes, Dan, that's what we need. That's what we need. Dad's Good like, hell no, we don't. He's out now to work on them damn things. And uh, so that was that. It's even and better though, right? So if you tear it up, you don't even have to fix it. You just push yeah. it on down the road. It's kind, of, it's, kind of the, it's kind of the mentality. That's what, you know. We, I think we, we, we all three burn ourselves out working so damn hard, especially on the mods, and uh, just coming home on a Sunday, just I mean, still leave one dollar. Coming home and working on them in the pro stock thing. If it's broke, if it breaks on Friday night, you put it in the trailer and you drive home. You know, you're not. Yeah, but as far as the mini rods, you guys probably didn't have to work on much, but tires, right? Yeah, the tires. Honestly, the mini rods aren't bad. They're really not. This the the mods are what. You just don't like those new tires, right? Hell no. We're fat, man. What do you mean? I'm a fat boy now. Oh, please. So will we, I, will we now, see you guys? Will we see you guys in, in a mini rod again, or is it over? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We sold them. Okay. I'll be back. So we'll see you once it. We'll see you once a year, or what? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Can we talk? Hey, we, the NHRA schedule. They got. They, they got a pretty much an open schedule. There's no NHRA racing from uh, what. June to like Tom weekend to, to September, so they get. Uh, can we June can we talk July. about what your twenty twenty four plans look like? Just or, or is that are you like Adam? You can't talk about some questions. No. Yeah. The only thing I'm we a, don't know about is certain things with Chase's life that he doesn't let everybody else know what he's doing. I don't know. The man talks like you were. I'm an open he's book. In Vegas. I don't understand. Yeah. Or in Colorado or something milk hunting doing you know. I think yeah, we I need to line up a blood pool between Chase yeah. and Reese. No, speaking of this, no, 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 I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I, as what a matter of fact, I was actually thinking, that? I was actually thinking about, you know, if we could get the money raised, I think me, Adam, and Tyler, we, we could, pro if we had enough money, we could show up to an NHRA event with enough practice and show in that and probably be in the hunt the first run if we have enough money to buy somebody you should probably tell your nhra boys to get a mini rod and show up the first event and see if they can win you may put them on notice <laughs> i'm telling them chase i think Richardson that would be good instead. chase richardson aka see chuck forward superchargers i'm not is, i'm not anybody is coming is is coming nhra drag race no, no, no. I don't want to do that. I'm just saying, no, there's no, what? that's never going to happen. I'm just saying hypotheticals. You, the guys you all run against, have them spend all the money they can and tell them to go tractor pull and, and let's see how long it takes them to win, a, win an event. But, or what, do good. But, but I will say this, okay, if you want to, like, to, to compare apples to apples, let's say, if somebody walked up to you and said, Chase, I want to ride, drive your one of your mini rods for X amount of money. The money that's up and put up in ProMod right now to go drive a car, you will say yes. Okay. And then they're drive. You, you may not. There's somebody else out there that will, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so, at yeah, that no, no, point, for sure. For enough of money. Yeah. 
I'm, because what I, what I, I mean, there, there's big money put up to go to go race a pro mod for a weekend. And so at that rate, what I'm trying to say is, is you can go do that because people like Earl Wells have lease programs. And with lease programs, he said, you know, hey, you know, you can come drive for me. Um, damn bad so how's it work when they wreck it? That I, I don't see the contracts, but I think they walk away clean. But you're really? vetted as to who that they, they don't have to. The issue is like that, like Earl. Let's just say Earl Wells and the Glock team because they're ones that I know that we're doing the lease program. They don't have to say I'm gonna lease a promot to you. Uh, it's at their discretion. So like you know they have to make that choice. And when they make the choice, you know you got to live with the consequences. But you live with the situation to say, okay, I'm not gonna hurt an engine this weekend, and I'm not gonna wreck the car, and I'm gonna make this much money. Maybe so, that's what I should but, just start but you, doing. But you just, can, uh, but you can win. You can win doing that. Like you can go practice enough. I can. That's what I'm saying. We can show up at the. We can show up at a pro mod race with enough bankroll, enough practice, and be in the mix. I don't care how much yeah. money you spend. You can tell those guys to spend all the money in the world and pay somebody to t go drive a mini rod. You are not showing up and winning that first mini rod event. It ain't happening. I think he should. No, he's, he's getting his, his Wi-Fi is getting throttled right now. No, no, he was. Uh, he didn't want to answer my question. Re Grayson, <laughs> you have no. Hey, Grayson, you're a puller. I'm. You know, like I know, you take the biggest paychecks and, and biggest bankroll in NHRA Pro Mod and tell those guys to go tractor pull for. It's going to take them a year plus to win. Am I right it's, or wrong? It's, it's going to be. I mean, it's. A, you know, there, there's similarities between the two. It's like you know, you're still managing a motor. But, you know, if you go mini rod pulling, they've got to get it in their head. You can't run that hitch full, you know? It's going to take a year. It's going to take a year. You can't, you can't <laughs> run that. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't drive it out 200 foot, you know, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. If you're 300 pounds, you're not getting into thing. If you're 220 pounds, you can't drive it like Abby Leister does. So, so you know? maybe, Reese, maybe, Reese, maybe. Thanks, Reese, thanks for joining us again. Uh, Grayson agrees with me. You basically Man. can't take a pro mod racer and go in a pull. Uh, next segment, Tyler. Next segment. Next segment. How much money do we want to bet on this? Come on, Jason. I'll put one in my truck. You, you, that would be great. I would no, but you can't practice. Like y'all can't John go freaking buy a sled and do all this stuff. John Strickland's gonna drive my mini rod. Both have been there. Supposedly there was word on the street that if if I didn't buy the tractor I bought, he was gonna buy it. John Strickland was looking at the one I got. Oh, that! Oh, you're allowed to talk about who you sold your tractor to. I didn't no, sell no. my tractor to anybody. <laughs> all right, we we all right. The fans are getting tired of hearing Reese trying to make a point out of nothing. That, no, Chase is still just uh, talking about the same damn thing he was an hour ago with uh, Stan. Tyler, let's transition. We're 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 going over schedule, but this has been awesome. These dudes are the. We, we we have a we heckle each other, but they we all are good friends, believe it or not, off all the right. air. So what what do we got next here? We got Stanley off the off the, the tone for a reason. Boys, I don't know if you've listened to this before, but we do a little segment called the uh, local establishment spotlight where we call up a bar that uh, we love going to when we're at a tractor pull. And I don't know if anything comes to mind for you guys, uh, but one particular place we had a pretty good time at this past summer was at Nashville, Illinois, correct? Oh, Lord, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do, Grayson? Oh, what Reese was there. watching. What was the name of that establishment, Grayson? Do you remember? God, what was it? I don't remember. 
was was it, it the fuzzy duck? I think it was the fuzzy duck, wasn't it? <laughs> and I believe when we were there, there was That's a bit of a rename. There was a bit of a rename going on between the slip in saloon and the fuzzy duck. Um, so we've got that exact establishment right here that we're going to call up. <laughs> did you, hey, R Grayson, did you put your name in the bathroom wall? No, I didn't Hi. do that. Slip in saloon in Nashville, Illinois. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, did you work there when there was the tractor pull at Halshowers uh, recently this past summer? Uh, I mean, I'm one of the owners, but I'm not oh, sure. Even better. Ooh. Well, perfect. Uh, we had a gentleman that uh, took advantage of your guys' uh, full bottle of Crown Royal at Close <laughs> Special. Uh, could you tell us about oh, that I special, remember. please? I remember. I remember. The us about it. Oh, you remember? You were actually told about this? Tell us about this. Yeah, tell us about the story from your end. Is Stan? Is Stan's not on? Is he? All right, good. What, what did you hear about that evening? You're darn right, and I think about ten pizzas on top of that. Excellent. Well, we, we I think it was what other good stories do you have there from the bar? Um, not many that I remember. Oh, come on. Don't be coy. I wasn't, I wasn't working, so I don't know. No, it doesn't have to be that night. Any night. Wildest story. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that do these hurricane shots where they get smacked in the face. Oh, well, when we come back there, tell us about the hurricane shot. Well, yeah, but you got to tell us about the shot. Sell us on it real quick. You uh, take a shot, you get some water thrown in your face, and you get smacked in the face by the bartender. Well, that sounds like a pretty great time. Uh, I believe our <laughs> I believe our gentleman that took advantage of the full bottle uh, special is going to get in on those on me. So thank you very much. All right. There we go. All right. Can't wait to see you. Thank you. Uh, or in other words... Or in other words, that's just what Chase does when he talks to a girl at the bar. They throw water to his face and smack him. <laughs> He's a connoisseur of the hurricane shot. Hey, how about that, that she allegedly Dude, remembers? Grayson, you, Grayson you're worldwide. They remember you for buying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I bought one, and I think Jeff Hurt bought the other one. I'm about positive. Nah, that seems out of character. He wouldn't do that. So, so back back off as producer, can we give a shout out to this local establishment today for future endeavors? There's only one bar in the United States where you can get Crown Royal to go, and it's in Danville, no, Illinois. So, no, there's not. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's one on the road here. It's a full this, bottle this discount. We endorse it. At close only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are, you guys have known to uh, be out at night. I, after the polls are over, uh, who's the most interesting character you guys see out roaming around at two, three, four in the morning Ooh. at the polls? He's always up for a pretty good laugh. Mm. I played the fifth. Oh, come on. Come on. Nice one's feelings, man. <laughs> we don't care. Huh? We don't care. Uh, I mean, the show. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not. What? No, I mean, I'm not sure if you were about that because you know there's a bunch of yeah, but I mean there's a bunch of there's there's always the same group, you know, you know what I mean? That's always out that late. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I, well, I can't. Most interesting. I'm not going to name a name. I just, I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I'll, you always know yeah. Tyler's going to be up late. Uh, so if you really want to go drink a yeah. beer, Tyler's going to be up late. You can go drink beer with Tyler. Sure. Uh, yeah, I Chase, appreciate Chase that. will be up late. CJ. CJ's an interesting motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. CJ. We don't drop that word in this call. A good one. Yeah. Grayson, what about you? Wanna, you? you, wanna, you back uh, to your point about sticking somebody in the meat rod without any experience and them still not being able to win. There's your example. <laughs> hey, he won a pull. He won a pull at the beginning of the year, didn't he? He, he did. Yeah. I love him. He's he's he actually does better. And then than he I ran out of bounds the next night, right? He was a points leader for one night. Yeah, but he he's he does good. He's plenty capable. I just like give him a hard time. Grayson, most interesting character after hours at a pull. Mm. Go. There's a lot. We only need one. Interesting character. Or the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen at a tractor pull. Sure. The most like the the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And then this didn't even have nothing to do with drinking. I was probably is over it's in Adams hometown, Evansville. Oh Uh, boy. It rained there one year. I was probably 14 or 15. It rained that pull out. And I swear to God, y'all, there was 400 to 600 people wrestling on that track in the mud. I mean, just flat out, like, just going at it. Evansville throws it down. They really do. I mean, that's a big pool, man. They pack that place out. I mean, it's really. I've never pulled there, ever. My dad has. They say those, uh, what is it, the Hobstat boys, I guess? They've been a lot yep. of work into that track. And I talked to a lot of guys, said it was really good this year. Really good this year, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Brad Hartman and Andrew right. Hartman, mm-hmm. their dad, yeah, the and, and some of uh, some of my really good buddies there. All, it's, really, it's really funny, you know, that pool, a lot of the fair board members are guys our age. And yeah. um, I've been leaning on them pretty hard to try That's to get the mini rods back in there, but – I don't know. They're, I, I want to pull there one time. It's kind of blessing and a curse in, in my mind. You know, it's your hometown pool. You'd love to pull there, but also you don't want, like, the hassle of it being your hometown pool. So, I mean, do you guys really have that? What, Benson, maybe? Would that be? Uh, yeah. Uh, hell, we don't get to run anything there now. So. Well, I know, but. I mean, it. Uh, honestly, we, we really didn't have. It was probably more of a, a um, what, like a Lumberton or one of those yeah, where you get more people to show up to? Wilson? I don't know. What what pool would that be? Winston-Salem would be. Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem. Right. But you can always right. get right. Nice place. So how about this? We all know about Brainerd, the zoo, and we all know about Bowling Green, Ohio. It's hard to draw comparisons, but which one are you taking and why? I'm going to Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Times a hundred. So tell us about Zoo is Brainerd. Really? Tell us about those. Oh come on, don't undersell it. Like I've heard it's great. I've heard it's wild. Tell us about it. I've never been. It's really it's it's really not like I'll I'll be honest. Like you will be a hundred percent let down. You can ask every one of my crew members. Everyone, we will, they'll tell you that like if you those think they're wild, but they're not. Uh, you know, you go to Bowling Green, Bowling Green's for real. 
Uh, and like we, every time, like when we went to Brainerd this year, we're sitting there like, man, we wish we were at Bowling Green. So luckily this year we're not going back to Brainerd. So hey, uh, we'll be at Bowling Green, and uh, we're like ecstatic about it. That was the first year for so, Promos uh, to yeah, be Bowling at Brainerd, is, wasn't it? Was that the first no, year for Promos to be a at Brainerd? Years, uh, oh, wagon, okay. uh, with uh, Doug Winters. They so. D Wagon had put up some money and uh, they were, you know, bringing, putting some money into Pro Mod. And uh, Doug Winters kind of had that sponsorship stuff and we were going to Brainerd. But the thing about Brainerd is there's no hotels or anything to stay in. I mean, we stayed at a damn dump. Uh, like my mom is like <laughs> not staying there ever again. So it's, it's like, wow. And, but I mean, by far, back to your question, Todd, like if you went to the zoo, you would be highly disappointed. Mm. Highly disappointed. That, right. There's a bunch of campers. It's a huge campground. There's one, there's a there's places that like you know there's people hanging out drinking beer. But they're just hanging out drinking beer. There's nothing rowdy. There's nothing going on. There's nothing crazy. You're not gonna see tits. You're not gonna see nothing like it's. You you go to Bowling Green. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's what. Reese read thing. that. Reese read that last this comment on the screen. That pretty well sums up. Uh, Ryan, the courtesy the we had to stand it. We we had to get him on the show. Yeah. So the moral of the story from what I'm taking away from this conversation as I've dove deep with you guys, we've dove deep with you guys on pulling drag racing. I know we're not getting a debate, but I'm what, the way I'm hearing this, if the if you could get enough marketing and promotion behind tractor pulling, and I say if, if you could get enough behind it, it's a way better sport, right? In terms of for a fan fan experience. Would you agree? Fan experience, not a competitor. They're, they're different. So yeah. No, uh, what, even what's the big what's the big separation? Is, is like, what's the know, big separation? Is is it the venue? I mean, what does the pulling not have that drag racing does? Is it the venue, the crowd, the TV? What it what is it? I think it's all of it. That's a that's Everything a lot of it. So if you look at the drag racing, okay, go to let's say PDRA for instance. You know, PDRA is the eighth mile stuff. They're, they're you're racing in town, like you don't have a really crowd. Uh, you know, I know nobody's even nobody's there watching it. Right. But if so, but the big thing is, is when you get to, you know, we're racing in Vegas, we're racing in Charlotte, we're racing in these right. big cities where there's things to do besides go to the race. So what that does is there's lots of hotels, there's lots of things. I mean, we went to shows and <laughs> casinos and everything this past weekend. So like it was, it was awesome in Vegas. But when you go to like, when you go to a tractor pool, you're in a small town. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's the, the tractor pool a lot of times is crucial to their economy, but you know, if you look at the racing, we're in big cities, we're in big places where it's easy to fly into, easy to, you know, to come to. Uh, and there's a lot of different things you can do once the pulling or the racing's over. Uh, yeah. So that's, so I think that's another, one thing that pulling has a hard time. Uh, another thing then, getting with. so most of the drag races though, I mean, wh how late do they usually run at night? I mean, I know some of the other stuff. NHRA, but, hey, they, they don't like to run at night. No, they're, they're done by what, six? Yeah, they, they try not to run us in the dark. We always like night runs because you know, from a tenor perspective, you, you can put up, you can sure. put up a good run. But um, well, I think they're know, looking I, at see, it from a paint fans' perspective, as in kids and stuff. That by the time they drive an hour to get home or go to the hotel and get everything put together, get something, you know, all stuff. It's not midnight, and we're just now starting the four wheel drive class. You know, like yeah, for they sure. Yes, exactly. It. So, so the takeaway from Reese's the takeaway from Reese's comments is that. If we can get pulling into bigger markets, which makes sense, Louisville, Kentucky is a huge like 
I don't know if people realize this exactly. as watching a show. I'm from Kentucky. The second biggest revenue week in the state of Kentucky outside of Kentucky Derby is the Farm Machinery Show. But it's in the big it's in a big area. So a big urbanized area, like you say, uh, is drag racing. So pulling at some point should look to go to bigger markets. And then I know you're going to be politically correct and not say it. And you're a tutor for a living. But basically, pull, you're basically pulling is better than drag racing. We got to get in bigger markets and then uh, the rest will take care of itself. Appreciate you on your, your, your candid feedback. And I know Grayson agrees with this, but you're his brother and he don't want to debate you on this show. So I would uh, love to see pulling get better, but I think like, let's take, for instance, let's take that, uh, the truck show. That is brilliant. That is a brilliant idea. It's no different than the farm show. You take a show and you tag along entertainment with it. So the pulling is the competitive entertainment. Like you were talking before I got on, you know, that, that is a brilliant idea. If, if we can look at more markets such as that, let's say even say the SEMA show, uh, you know, in Vegas, is there somewhere that they can go lay dirt down and we pull in Vegas? Uh, Shit, they got F one's taking over the town. They they can find six hundred feet of dirt. Oh, it is insane. <laughs> so, well, I've always I've always said that myself. That this is just my opinion, and I'm not saying that we have to uh, approach it this way. And, and but you look at some of these things like Supercross and monster trucks and stuff like that. It's kind of a, it's kind of a shame to even bring up the monster truck things. Cause we used to be the show and monster trucks used to be the sideshow, but you're trying to tell me that they haul all that dirt into the, the stadiums and stuff, and they can't prolong it for one more weekend that we can't put a pull on. I know we're not going to get 60,000 or 40,000 people to watch it, but if we're in the venue, just get in the venue. And if the yeah. show's a little cheaper, people show up. Go promote it, Adam. I think yeah. that's a good idea. I mean, you know, the, thing that, the thing that Mike Ott and, you know, the vision I think they had, you know, when when he came to the, the – him and Bader came to the banquet at PPL that year. I'm sure you were there, Tyler. Um, yep. You know, I think that everybody was, like, really hoping that was going to take off because they were talking about, you know, there was some other tracks. If this one worked good, you know, those drag strips were going to go, you know, maybe invest in putting a, in a pull on and whatnot. And I mean, I think, you know – you get those big venues, you get, I mean, it's like Reese said, you get around a big place, you know, where those drag strips are, most of them, the big ones, they're around cities and whatnot. Um, if you could get into that, I swear, dude, I mean, you look at it, you know, of course they, they're all established, Chapel Hill, Toma, Bowling Green, Hillsboro, you know, but those are all, all established. The, they all have a date yeah. at the same time yeah. of year, all the time. Yep. And, and they've but, been around for a hundred years. Exactly. They've been around, they've been around for a hundred years. years. But what are they doing to grow the sport? Nothing. I mean, well, but they, but but they're a big part of it. I mean, without them, we'd be dead. I, I, they, they are as it maintaining, but I'm saying to take it to the next level. I agree with. I, I agree with so. that. Yeah. I so so that. the conclusion is, for, outside. So that we've established a few things tonight, but the next thing to to grow from a event standpoint, let's get in bigger markets. Let's let's ride the coattail, like Adam said, of a a SEMA or a, you know a, a show in a big town. I think. Exactly. All, all this is a no-brainer to me because we all love it, and, and I think it's no-brainer to us. But I, You I mean, put a little marketing behind it, and I actually have to, you know, I hate to say this in, in a negative standpoint, but let's face it. Whenever an NTPA or PPL gets the sanctioning money to put on the event, their job's kind of finished, right? They don't have to promote it. They've already got paid. Now it's on the person that's paying the promoter to do the advertisement. And I think that's where sometimes it falls short. Like, like your dad said, you know, the marketing side of it, you have to get out and talk to people. You have to put 
billboards out. You got to get on radio shows. You got to get on TV and the local news. You got to put out flyers. You got to do. That's what we're missing. I do believe. And another thing, and I, I think, think this, this podcast is helping that. I hope so. Well, I appreciate that, Reese. And I think one thing that we're lacking is like a little bit more attitude, a little bit more friction in between people. I mean, we all respect the shit out of each other, but I kind of like a little bit of head-to-head butting. And on that note, Grayson, if you had to pick one of us three hosts to do a grudge pull with at Bowling Green, heads up, $2,000 on the line. Nothing intense, just two grand. It's it's a fair amount of money. Which one of us three are you picking as low-hanging fruit that you think you're going to wax the floor with? And then... (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's go in order. Let's go in order. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to be up against you, Tyler. That's that's a fact. Um, Nah, come on now. uh, I don't know. You got to choose the losers. Chase Chase is pretty easy to pick. So. Yeah, you're gonna wax the floor with Chase. Yeah, I'd say we probably get in pretty good. Reese can get in his head. Bowling Green Friday night locked in. I like it. Reese, what are you going with? You can double down on Chase too. We can pick up. Like no, no, listen. Like I've I've pulled against you and Bruce Tyler. Like I know how y'all run. I know, but you, like, I I don't. You, you don't ever. I don't want to ever see any three. If I'm sitting in the lead, I don't want to see any three of y'all coming to the line last hook. They don't ask, but you know, there's two full. Um, and I'm, really- I'm gonna step on some toes here, but this this is all good fun because we're all friends. Yes. Um, you know, I'd like to run Chase because he runs a Noonan, so I'd like to show him how to run it. Yeah. Um, and then, but the other thing is, I, but the other thing is, Adam Kester said his chassis aren't worth a shit. So I'd like to run him. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say they weren't a shit. But this whole year that you guys didn't come pulling, this this whole year you guys didn't come pulling, and the now we're actually weighing what we should. I think the front ends will be a little bit light on your tractors. They are, but I'll tell you this too, though, my sister. And my brother and me, we have all ran very, very low hitches and bust ass at Chapel Hill. You would be sure. Um, that's a power track. Mind. That's a hooking track. That's a, everything else. I'm giving you the secret right now. Boom. Yeah, there it is. I, I but, haven't been running uh, the hitch I mean, up on mine very much either. But you guys also been running them can. old I mean, tires too. I, I mean, I did. I ran those new and there's no. I put them new tires on Chapel Hill and had a little too much hitch and I went for a, a nice ride. Yeah, uh, so I, I would take I would take great offense. I would take twenty nineteen. I would take great offense in your and Grayson's comments. Like 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 I'm a I'm the most competitive person in the world, and I would really like take offense to it. But it's hard for me to take offense to somebody that stays at home and doesn't show up to pull. So I really appreciate the comments. <laughs> but I'll, I I think I think I think you belong in the EFI world and, and stick on your laptop. I think yeah. that's good for you. Well, when you want me to help, you just call me. <laughs> Yeah. How many how many used cranks have I sold you? You sold me a couple. Heck, I think we sell them for more than what you sell them to me for. <laughs> <laughs> They're using you, Chase, yeah, like no most shit, people right? do. That's all right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love it. I love it. No, we did have some people really want like like we saw them the same price, but like on yeah. a serious note, like we're like, man, like look, this thing has this many runs on it. But you know how y'all know how COVID a hundred and fifty, a hundred and thirty, hundred and fifty runs, right? And they were brand new when you got them. You told me seventy five. Oh well, too late now. You ain't getting money. Did back. you just lie on there? <laughs> if Chase, if Chase is, hey, listen, if Chase's mouth Chase is open, you. he's either eating or lying. Yeah, Chase's yeah, yeah. Chase huge crack well, is in high. 
<laughs> well, I think that leads us to a good we, – we could do this for hours, and we said this when we got these guys on. We love these Shelton boys. This is what we do every weekend at polls when these guys show up. I mean, all no pun intended. We want you guys there as much as you can. He but, doesn't like when I show up. It's yeah. Have you, how many times you beat me? How to, have you guys figured out how to put a mini rod in that Pro Stock trailer yet? Uh, it could be done, yeah, but we'd have to do a whole lot of. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we got to start running those other tires and we got to. Uh, I just could go Pro Stock pulling. Hey, I still so. got I still. I, my tires from Chapel here are still sitting on my tractor. <laughs> I yeah, I've retired those tires in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you got you got real talk though, pulling fans. We're gonna see both these pro socks at the Farm Machinery Show, assumingly, because Grayson has his, and then Reese, you're just coming down the pipeline. I know we're trying to get done here, but we're gonna see these both. Did you enter? Or did you apply? I know that's a different process, but they're both entered. So they're both entered. So well, that's an easy class to get into at that place. So we got that. We got that old old red motor that don't make no power. Though, so a, along, no power. along with the no podcast T-shirts that we sell, we're gonna sell T-shirts that say "Let Shelton's in." For pro stock because yeah, yeah. we want to you get you get you guys at the farm show and the pro stock class is just what that show needs in my opinion so absolutely we need to beat up on them uh, uh, how much how much are they <laughs> that's the question we could probably, probably, probably trade you one out we could trade them out that, for since, since the racing's about over i know you guys got some pro mod racing you can do and uh give us a little insight into your your uh refuge farm you guys do a lot of hunting, right? Oh yeah, we. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about this place. We bought a piece of property. Well, our granddad bought a farm. It's about forty-five minutes south of here, so it's really about about forty-five minutes from home and forty-five minutes from South Carolina. But it's right off of a big river, um, the PD River. Um, so we the South is we really like deer hunting, um, but obviously if anybody knows anything about deer hunting the south is not a really good place to kill a big deer it sucks around here um most places in the midwest it's way better just because the dirt believe it or not the dirt right um but we've uh we've owned it since 2018 and uh, really put a lot into it um to make the property better we feed the deer uh year round on it uh feed them a protein mix um whatnot which kind of counteracts what they don't get here that they get in the midwest um so to speak it's almost like it's almost like a cow you're just like you're you're beefing him up and whatnot so that's kind of outside of pulling that's what i i live for is then, then what do you, you set up a, you set up a little shack over there in the tree and like hey okay come get some food i'm gonna blast yeah. your ass see, oh yeah we, we plant food plots for them uh oats and radishes and all kinds of stuff we actually just started uh our our gun season just came in this past weekend um i took my uncle last night um and he killed the biggest deer of his life um actually the biggest deer on a piece of property my family's probably we've probably hunted that piece for god my great granddaddy hunted it probably 30 40 years and he killed the biggest deer of his life on it or biggest deer's ever come off of it last night um so right. kind of like a celebration my granddaddy loves that stuff um so you guys you guys go hunting elsewhere too though right oh yeah me and Reese just went to uh we just went to new mexico two weeks ago 
And uh, Chase, I know you you've done some elk hunting. And the- Chase hasn't invited you to the cock and balls ranch. No hunting. No, I thought we were tight. I've I've invited Reese, but it's like pulling. He's afraid to show up. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, though. You go out there. That's some real shit out there, buddy. I, I yeah. I mean yeah. those 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 hills out there, those mountains and the, the thin air. Whew. Five minutes into yeah. that, I was sucking wind. I mean, Ben, yeah, I, I believe it. Call me Tubby back there. I'm a fat I believe man. it. I believe it. God, you, I know you what All good things coming to an end. And you know what the funniest part about when we started brainstorming this podcast, he said, hey, let's keep it 50, 45, 50 minutes. Well, we're officially almost an hour and 15 minutes over our initial uh, what the world goal. We're going to stay, but but the good news is we'll stay on us for an after party if you want, or you can go back to working on your pro stocks and not talk about me not pulling, but we'll stay internally on here. Uh, some A few cool announcements we got. Full pull, download the app. There is a new platform being launched this weekend, Diesels and Dark Corners in Georgia. You're going to be able to bet real money. Uh, you're not going to be able to bet real money, but you're going to get a $1,000 stipend that you can bet with odds. First time ever in the history of pulling, there's going to be odds bet. Uh, this is just the start to what's coming in 2024. But anybody that, that loves our platform, I think we're up to 7,000-plus users you get a free money, free odds for the first time. Play along, uh, and then and then the other cool part to, to touch on the Farm Machinery Show. Farm Machinery Show tickets are very hard to get, as anyone that everyone that knows, uh, you know, particularly later in the week, there it's all a sellout crowd. Well, next week on the full pull platform, you can make your predictions in the Super Stock class, the two-wheel drive class, the four-wheel drive class, and the super farm class of who's in and who's out. Like just guessing who's in, not the winners, but guessing the participants that are in. If you if you win that contest, you get two free tickets to the farm show for the week, uh, which is a $400 value each. So more to come on that. You'll see about it. But uh, a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. And again, want to thank Stan, Chase Reese, and Grayson. Chase is even going to invite you in his suite and let you drink his free beer. Well, as long as you're not named uh, Kester, uh, you're you're welcome in there. All other humans are you sure? You all other humans are welcome unless you're Kester. <laughs> no, but no, but in all seriousness, this has been awesome. We had record numbers tonight. Uh, Reese and Grayson, we we talk a lot of shit, but we're at twenty thousand plus viewers already, up to two thousand downloads in the app, and it's all because of guys like you all hopping on and your dad as well. So, really appreciate you all. Uh, love the feedback and love the excitement of doing this each week. And this is not going to be the last time we're on here together as a group. So just like sitting around talking at the end of the polls, we just let everybody else look at it and watch. So um, anybody Cheers, else got anything to add? I'm trying to get this done under two hours. Our, our producer in the background has been raising hell the last 30 minutes. But Reese and Grayson, Grace stay, on, stay on with us. Everyone else, uh, cheers. We'll see Thanks you in lot, two guys. weeks. Uh, the two weeks, hey, it's banquet season. PPL banquet season, outlaw banquet season. We'll uh, we'll be coming around that time. So, everyone, thanks for joining in. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Peace. That's a wrap. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Practice Podcast. Have a good one. Bye. bye. Stay tuned for the next episode, where we guarantee there still won't be any practice. 
Bye-bye. Bye-bye.